modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome everybody, it is Tuesday, February 21st, this is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see how you can get your MBA in 13 months or less and feel like you're being paid to do so in the process. Again, business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it's better as the big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey, rocking the, it's Wednesday, is it, no it's Tuesday. All Elite oh, Wrestling. Damn, I was going to say, Wednesday's <laughs> wrestling day, right? It feels weird because we haven't had a, a big Monday game all season. So coming off of a, a cards game, you kind of feel like it's Thursday or Wednesday at the latest, and yet here we are, it's Tuesday. But that's, that's fine. We'll, we'll correct. We'll be okay. Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, TK, how are we on this Tuesday afternoon? You look great. You look, you look more alive than you did yesterday. Well, you know, you know, Mondays, what can I say, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What up, Garfield? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody ever tell you you had a case of the Mondays? Uh, uh, you do love lasagna. I do, do I do. Uh, I do. But I hate construction work like the guy from uh, from Hoppus Space. <laughs> You're an enigma. I am. I am. I am a mystery wrapped in a in a taco shell. Uh, no, not a bad day. Other than you know some results not finishing the way I wanted to, but other than that, uh, not a bad day. Not a bad day. Not All a bad right. day. How was how's how's Rutherford House going? How how's the health treating you? We're, we're getting back. Mary's had a little bit of a rough time, which makes me worry that I'm about to have a rough time. And then this morning, the babysitter who we she, – she didn't come last week because the kids – Virginia had strep and, and John had ear infection. So we were like, you know, don't, don't worry about coming. We don't want you to get anything. Her husband's about to have surgery, so she didn't want him to get sick. So, you know, last week we were scrambling. We kind of were – Mary and I were just rotating, handling the kids. She calls at like 8 o'clock this morning, and she's like, I think I got strep. And we're like, oh. She said so she went to the doctor, so she didn't get. She usually gets there about nine o'clock. She didn't get there till about ten forty today, but she did not have strep, so that was good. But Mary's not feeling great. Virginia and John are doing better. Virginia just didn't sleep last night, though. We're we're still just in the the thick of it. It's it's still bad. The kids aren't sleeping. We're not sleeping. We're feeling better. I don't I don't know what's going on. We also have it's our first parent teacher conference tonight. We've never done this before. For Virginia's class? For Virginia, yeah. And your mom the teacher? No, she's the she's the assistant director of the preschool. <laughs> okay. She's not a teacher. She used to she grew up like she's been in the preschool since I was like before. I, I knew she worked in the school, I just always forget. She's like, been there for like forty years. Capacity, yeah. But like, in the last like ten, I think she's she's transitioned from God, it's been longer than that, I guess. It's been like fifteen, twenty years. She's transitioned from teacher to assistant director. So like last year they were kind of they were optional. And I guess technically they're still optional this year, but last year it was more. I mean, she was she was two. It was they weren't doing as much. It was kind of like you know, you tell us what's going on with her every single day. If you have a conference, it's more like you know she could work on sharing and stuff. This year they're doing more 
like learning stuff, you know, more skills that, you know, they, they have more going on. So we're going to make our parent teacher conference debut. I'm fully expecting to hear, you know, Virginia likes to do her own thing a lot of times. And I'm like, you know, the, the other day, mom told me that the teacher told her, she's like, Virginia, come over. It's story time. And she's like, but I'm singing. And I was and they're like, she just doesn't compute through her mind. That like you, the singing has to be put on hold. She, I, she wants, she's performing constantly. I mean, it's, I just don't know. Is it really necessary to have a parent teacher conference for two year olds? Well, she's three now. So I'm sorry for three. My bad. That's what we were saying. Last year she was two and they weren't doing like this year. They're at least they have skills. Like they have like a, you get a I mean, you're not kindergarten, right? Isn't it? Just like no, preschool? it's, it's, it's preschool. Like, yeah. yeah. She'll have two more. She'll go to next year. She'll be, she'll be in the forest class. And then the year after that, she'll do pre-K and then it's kindergarten. So she's, but like this year, they at least like tell you, you know, we, we've worked on this. We're working on you know, counting. We're working on, you know, being able to recognize this letter with this word and all this stuff. And so it's more than it was last year. So there'll be stuff to talk about. But yeah, it's it's going to be pretty quick. Outside of the teacher being like, she's, we haven't told you she's been bullying all these kids. And she's she's the biggest one in her class. So if she's picking fights, then we'll find out about tonight. But I think it's going to be I mean, if she, was, she was like a biter or something, I mean, they would have told you by now. I mean, oh, she, well, yeah. You need to say the teacher keeps <laughs> Well, we can't have to talk about it in finger painting at this age. So, hey, if she's beating kids up, let's save it at least for the parent teacher. If that happens, they have to tell you because I know that because she got bit last year and they had to. Yeah. We had like, yeah, come get her. They had to. I could feel like, how many many kids are in her class? Uh, I think like 13. I mean, you can knock this out in an hour if you're the parent, if you're the teacher. I mean, all the. All 13. Yeah. Yeah, I I think they're like, it's like 10 minutes per person. So I think it's between four and six. I think that's exactly what it is. Um, Moving quicker than DMV. 430, because we're 630. So I'm going straight home. Picking up Mary, going right there, so we'll figure out how this goes. But it's a, it's our it's our debut parent teacher conference. We'll find out how Virginia's been doing. We'll find out if she's been. I'm, I'm intrigued for the now that, that's tomorrow or tonight. Tonight, tonight. tonight. Okay. going straight home, going right there from here. She, she didn't have school today. Um, tomorrow's pajama day. It's gonna be great. We're excited about it. But uh, thank God she didn't have school today because she just didn't sleep. It was a. I don't know if she was concerned about the cards performance at Cameron Indoor or what was going on, but she. She had a rough night. I have pajama day here one day. You have pajama day here every day. I do. <laughs> Even on telethon day here, you, you show up in the pajama. No one day. told me it's telethon day. No you knew it was, know. Yesterday was telethon day. We got free Chick Fil A. I know. I don't know how long they last. Did I you mean, get your sandwich? I, of course. I snagged a sandwich. I wish I, I should take one to go to, but I only took one, ate one while I was here. Look at you. I wonder what today's meal is. I don't know. They usually have. It follows a pretty strict, consistent. There's usually sequence. Like, it's Chick Fil A. Yeah. Then it's like barbecue the next day. Yep. And, and the third a, day they have something else. They usually have a deli sometimes. Yeah, I think that, and we we, we kind of get cut out of the deli stuff, which is fine. But there's that's okay. There. They put lettuce and mayonnaise. We don't want that crap anyway. So I came in here early to do the the commercials. We didn't do them yesterday because we had the Master P thing. So today we had the J thing, and J who always does this, like he's all these people are in the the hallway. Usually there's nobody here besides like us and Bill, <laughs> who does the, the the radio for the station next, the traffic for the station next to us. So Jay's like talking to the ladies outside who are on the phones, and he's like shh, and then like we go in there to film, and like they're even louder. And Jay's like, I think they thought I was joking, <laughs> like, like we're actually doing stuff in it. So you go in there, he's like, ladies, you gotta be quiet. But it's it's a different atmosphere he's here. When a, you have, he's not as laid back as I am. <laughs> no, he's not. He, he's very laid back. Uh, they, it's a different atmosphere here when you have all these people. Like we're, I feel like we're we're usually just doing radio. You, you and I ranting, raving, screaming horrible things on the radio, and nobody can hear us. But you know, these days there's a lot of people here. Yeah, now we just do that, and they all hear us. That's exactly right. We don't really. Change we hear anything. them too now. That's, that's fine. We have lots to get to today. Uh, we've got to talk about this situation in Alabama, which is, oof, the ish has hit the fan down there in Tuscaloosa for the team that may be 
the most likely to win the national championship this year. They now have serious, serious issues stemming from uh, the the murder from last month. New details came to light today that make the whole program look very rough, including NATO's. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about new Lamar Jackson news. Uh, there's talk about his potential contract. Is he going to spend one year with the Ravens? Are they going to pay him $34 million guaranteed, $40 million guaranteed? What, are they going to match the Deshaun Watson offer? All sorts of talk there. But we start today with, with, with last night's game, Louisville going to Duke at Cameron Indoor. And it wasn't, it didn't play out the way that I thought it was going to. I think I predicted a, I wound up going with a the slight cover. I went with a 16-point loss. Uh, we lost by 17. But I thought Duke was going to control things from start to finish. I, I thought this would be a classic letdown after the team got so high. And you got a Duke team that's kind of finding its stride. Cameron Indoor's a tough place to play. All that good stuff. I thought Duke would come out, take control early, and we'd never really be in it. You were a little bit more optimistic than I was. You thought we'd lose by single digits and we'd have a real chance there. And it looked for a while there like you were definitely going to be right. Cards come out firing. L. Ellis, 11 points in the game's first five minutes. Louisville races out to an 18-9 lead. His first four shots, I think, did he? Yeah, his first four shots, three threes, uh, and then 11 points. He had 11 of our first 13 points. He was he was in the zone. And then Duke, as good teams tend to do, especially good, te- good teams that are defensive-minded, adjusted they were like we're gonna pick you up full court we're not gonna let you initiate the offense we're going we're not going to let you single-handedly beat us and Louisville never really adapted to that it's why we've said this a billion times this year having a secondary ball handler would have been so key like when you win the second guard oh I didn't know (laughs) when you take L. Ellis out from being the guy who's getting the ball at half court who's starting the offense who's initiating the high pick and roll where he's so effective. And Duke, is, it's their one kind of weakness defensively is they don't defend the high pick and roll that well. You saw how inept we can be offensively. I mean, we had like Jalen Withers bringing the ball down the floor and trying to start the offense from the right wing. And this is going to shock you. It didn't go great. Mike James couldn't get it going. Kamari Lance, who got catfished apparently before the game, we could talk about that. Uh, he could never really get anything going. J.J. Trainer played fantastically again. He had four or five threes. And, and look, he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. That was great to see. But outside of that, it was just kind of like Duke took away what we wanted to do the entire game and what we did really well for the first seven, eight minutes. And we never adjusted. Duke took control. I, and I don't know about you, and podcast Trevor can attest to this. Like Danny and I were texting. When we were up, when it got to like 18 to 13 or something, I think it was the first break, the second break when it was 18, 14. And we're like, maybe we've turned a corner. And I was like, I still think defensively, like, I think we're going to lose handily. Like, we are not defending these guys at all. We are going to cool off and look at the shots that they're getting. We we should have been up, like, I hate to do this, but we should have been up, like, 18 to 5. Meanwhile, LLS is hitting ridiculous shots and the offense is looking great. We're letting them get layup after layup after layup and wide open look. And you're kind of like, we can't keep this up. We're not going to shoot 75% for this game. Duke is a great defensive team. They're going to adjust. What do we do defensively to adjust? And the answer, is, as it has been pretty much this whole season, is nothing. We give up a ton of wide-open outside looks. We give up a ton of second-chance opportunities on the glass. And we give up a ton of just uncontested shots to the rim because we get lost trying to defend. It, and there's the game right there. Defensive lapses, second-chance points. Duke had 12 offensive rebounds. They got 16 points off of that. And there it is. That's how you lose by 17 in a game where you came out shooting the lights out at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, I, I thought I predicted it right, except for the way it kind of ended with the score, because I thought we'd come out kind of, it was it was a typical local game over the last month or so. Come out looking good, at least with the start, which is a nice change from November and December, at least. And January. In January, excuse me. And then, you know, we come out with a nice start. We 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 we, t- we throw the first punch, as, as kind of Kenny had pointed out, been wanting this team to do. 
but then we'd kind of just wear out after the first inning because, or, you know, first first round because the, the other opponent's just blocking us left and right and dodging us, and we just wear ourselves out throwing punches. And then we we give up the lead, and I thought we would at least come back and get within single digits. I mean, we kept it. I mean, just every time we would hit a shot, you're right. Defensively, we just we could not make a stop. We kept getting it to ten. We got to ten, not eleven. Ten. We got it to ten five different times yeah. in the second half and never got to single digits. And that's why I said the, the scoreboard was. I mean, kind of you know not exactly a, a exact definition of the game because I'm with you. We, at ten points with like a minute and a half left. I mean, I think we just kind of tapped out and they scored like six or seven real quick in a yeah. row and. If you bet the game, hey, at least you're still covered. Still covered. C- Cajun guarantee is still 1-0, baby. That's right. The guarantee is Owen, oh, at least 0-2. Oh I can't two, remember yeah. more. The guarantee is 1-0. That's right. We're good there. <laughs> We're covered. good on there. <laughs> a little dicey in the final minutes. When they hit the last I was getting three, nervous. When they hit the last three to go up 17, and there was still like 40 seconds on the clock, I was like, oh, boy. I was like, just don't turn it over in those first 10 seconds and make them shoot again. I mean, you thought we weren't guarding for the first 38 minutes of the game. The last two minutes, we really weren't guarding. And then we had no one in there to score. We brought in Zan. We're like, here we go. Like The the people with the cards covering the spread are like, oh, my God, please no. But, I mean, this was a game, and a lot of people have said the same thing. I mean, offensively, we have have turned a quarter offensively. I think so. I mean, Ellis is, I think we've gotten, uh, Ellis has gotten in a groove, especially whether, you know, when we get him off the ball in the half court, unfortunately, I mean, James can only do so much handling it. Withers can give me a heart attack every time he's Everybody ball besides Ellis can only do so much handling. And Hersey Miller has got heart, but I mean, if there's anyone ever by the definition of self-check, I mean, every, he, he, I think he took two shots both. There was no one within 30 feet of him, and he open. missed them both. Yeah. And why would they? When he was in the game and Ellis would bring the ball up, their defenders were just, the guy's mostly guarding Hersey, staying like 10 feet away from him. Yeah, he's they're basically double teaming Ellis without yeah, double teaming. And, and, and he has the heart, so I, you know, you want to, and he sadly is the second best ball tender. Ball, you know, we have option at that position, so I mean, he doesn't play a lot of minutes. He only played what eight or nine last night, but yeah, if you're not going to play Basile, you got to play Miller. Yeah, you got to give him some time in there to get that into that. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, I think I told you this last night, like the offense. I have, I have I have confidence in the offense clicking right now. Trailers playing, trainers playing well. James's shot seems a little off. I feel like he's releasing it quicker. I don't know why. Like since the Florida State game, you know he did play well against Virginia, shooting the ball. Since the Florida State game, I feel like his release is like he's trying to snap it quicker, and it's just not. I, I don't know. It, it, it seems like he's not shooting as well as he was earlier in the season. But hopefully that comes around. Withers is what it is, and I mean offensively we can put up points. I mean we've shown that the last six seven games, but. If you can't make at least a couple stops here and there. In the Clemson game, it wasn't as much stops as it was that they just kind of shot themselves in the foot, missing the open shots that they did. And Duke wasn't going to let us get away with that. And the ones they did miss, they like you said, they I mean, just played around with us on the offensive rebounds. I will say, this was a 17-point loss to a Duke team that's – they're fine. They're going to be in the NCAA tournament. We should have lost they're not the game great. by 17. Yeah, it still looked and felt different than the – I think if you look at the score, you'd be like, well, same old Louisville, we're back to our old tricks. It still looked and felt a lot different than the games of basically like last month, before the Georgia Tech win. Besides Pitt, this kind of felt like what we've been seeing recently, where the team's just, they're just not as good as who they're playing. And I, I know that sounds like a simple thing. And yeah, there are some schematic things we could have done to make this game a little bit closer. But at the end of the day... I mean, Duke, all five of their starters scored in double figures, which has kind of been their thing. They don't have – Filipowski's been really good this year, but they don't have one star. They, they have a bunch of guys that fill up the stat sheet. and they, they all rebound. They all defend. They all do you know what they're supposed to do well. And they come at you in waves. And we're a team that, look, 
if L. Ellis isn't playing like a star, and he played like a star for the most part last night, we've got no shot. Like, we're, if L. Ellis has a game where he's two of fourteen from the field, we're gonna get blown out. We we have no other option. And if we don't have a secondary player, give the performance that Trainer gave both over the weekend against Clemson and last night, we're probably gonna get blown out too. Like, we have a very limited, we, we have a razor thin margin for error. If our stars don't perform near the best of their ability, we've got no chance of beating a decent team. With Duke, I know that they're, they're they always play a short bench. It was a Coach K thing this like at this point in the season. Shire's kind of the same way. He's only going to play seven, eight guys. I think eight guys played last night. Do you have the box score in front of you? I think he played eight last night. You can check real quick. I'd, I'd be shocked if he played more. Maybe, I don't know if they threw out a guy at the last minute, but they're going to go short bench. He went eight. Okay. The the, the, the fewest minutes played was uh, 13. Okay. That, that that sounds about right. Yeah. But they're, all those guys are going to do what they do well. And if one of them, or if two or three of them, have an off night, they can still beat you because it's, it's a system thing. They're still going to defend well. And Jeremy Roach can have a huge night. The the Proctor kid can have a huge night. Derek Lively can have a huge night. Um, Derek, White, Derek Whitehead, who's come back from injury, he's been really good recently. He can have a huge night. Like, we don't have that luxury. And it's why, like, you know, I, I still think we're playing much, much better than we were a month and a half ago. But we can be playing much, much better and still lose a game to a Duke team that is, again, good but not great by 17 points. Like, that's just, it's who we are. We know this. But it's still, I, I didn't walk away like I did after the pit game or certainly after the games in December and January where I'm like, these dudes just don't care. They're not playing hard. This sucks. This is miserable. We're going to lose every game by 40. I thought they competed last night. They just, they're not as good as Duke. And yeah, that's I, mean, I mean, the closest to this that before the George Tech game would have been like the road game at Clemson where I thought we lost by 13 and we played well. Yeah, that, that's but, a mean, good comparison. Duke's a better team than Clemson and Cameron, Cameron's a harder place to play. It is. Although, did you the, see the, the 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 handful of like U of L fans that were mixed in with the crazies? You no. had the, there was the girl who was sitting like front row. Like you could see her in the first half, especially we were shooting on her end. And like every time we'd go shoot free throws, you know, all the Duke nerds are doing their like nerd stuff, and she's holding up the L's and doing like the free throw thing. And like God love her. I was like this this one. And there's like another Cards fan like three rows above her who's shouting. And so I tweeted out the picture of her and circled her. I'm like. I'm like, God bless this young woman. She sees it. She responds. A guy like the guy who's three rows behind her is like, tell her to join me in the Louisville cheers when Duke's shooting free throws and gets quiet here. <laughs> like, so it was nice to have some representation. Was it Jan? There. It was not Jan. <laughs> it was not Jan. Uh, our guy, Timmy Smith, who's co-hosted the show before, he was in the building there at, okay. at Cameron Indoor. Never uh, been to Cam- have you been to Cameron Indoor? I haven't. I got invited. This is one of the dumbest mistakes I've ever made. I got Eric Wood like texted me at like noon the day we were playing there. It was, it was the year that we ended up getting self uh, banning from the postseason, oh, so the, the Damian the Lee season. Team, yeah. And he's like, "We're going." He's like, "I got a spot for you in the private jet. Like everyone else is paying. I'll cover you. Don't worry about it." And I had to do the radio show with John, and I was like, "I've got to do the show." And I should have just blown off the show. I'd have blown off the show because I know because John did that like three times. Like where Jurich would be like, "Come with us come on the team," and John's like, "All right, I'm not gonna be the show. I'm going with the team." To he Syracuse. did you on the uh, Lamar Leap game, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He, he, yeah. he went to Syracuse, and I was like, "Well, someone's got to do the show," and he's like, "Well, it's not gonna be me." And I'm like, I mean, "Okay, yeah. I guess I'm staying here." Even just in the last year or so, been with you, I'm not gonna tell you point out times he's done it to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I could I, I should have just gone, but that was the, the one big chance I had to go to the game. We lost. Which if they if we'd won we played really well in that game if we'd won I would have felt even worse about it but that was a mistake on my part but I've I've never been I had a, the only other chance I could have gone was Bellarmine played an exhibition there and a bunch of my friends who went to Bellarmine they all were gonna go and we had a chance to go with them but I ended up bailing I, eventually I'm gonna make it there I'd like to go I've had a dollar for every time it's 
pro athlete called me and asked me to join him on the private jet to a basketball game. Yeah, well. I could almost buy a Snickers bar. It, it was a mistake. What do you want to say? Hand now, up. Now, to your point with what were you talking about with Duke, with the uh, the not needing the, the – the, all five starters, double digits for Duke. Even their t- even yeah. even even your boy off the bench who scored the minimum minutes had nine points on three threes. Everyone contributed. So I mean, yeah, I mean, you got they they did that. And they were just killing us with the backdoor cuts, and I mean, a team that 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 does that well is just our worst nightmare. Not well, anything's our worst nightmare defensively, but I mean, we still have a bad tendency of falling asleep watching the ball when when it's being held on defense and get. I mean, Withers, trainer's not, wasn't as bad, but Withers fell asleep about three or four times on defense. He did, and poor. He had a bad game all round offensively as well. I mean, maybe. City Curry, when he was in, my goodness. I mean, I mean it's Well, just, he was he in, I think, I did, I must have been when I went to the bathroom. Did I miss his time on the court? I mean, he had four fouls. I don't know if you, I mean, I don't know if you saw that. One of them was offensive, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was one of those two where you saw it, and you're like, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. And he, like, lowers the shoulder in slow motion. You're like, here it comes. Uh, yeah, he. I mentioned their bench player had nine, nine played thirteen minutes and scored nine points. He had eight minutes and four fouls. He, he's just getting to the point now where he's offensively he's he's a great finisher around the rim. Defensively, he's unplayable. He 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 brings. I mean, it's it just you know one of my favorite phrases is the juice worth the squeeze and putting him in. Not I mean, anymore. He, he didn't got, start last night. And and, and he and he I know the fouls had a lot to do with it, but I mean, well, I mean, and also Duke, their big men just are too lateral to for him to stay in the game i mean it was just it wasn't it wasn't gonna be fair yeah they were killing it you know he tried to use something half field and it didn't want gonna work either it was the right move though i, yeah. I liked what it was, was thinking it, it was it was the right move it just i mean you just you know sometimes you can make the best choice and this doesn't doesn't turn out the, the way you want it to but i mean curry does have i think in matchups a certain but i mean if he's wanting to be a guy that's going to be consistent playing you know whether it be starting or come on the bench but getting consistent minutes and is this is not going to be the place for him right now. The weird thing about Sidney Curry, too, is I mentioned how good of a finisher he is around the rim. I mean, he's he's really good. He gets in these weird spots, and you're like, there's no way with that angle, and he'll still find a way to finish. He is, as of right now, according to Kelly Dickey at Real Card Game on Twitter, he would finish his Louisville career with the third highest field goal percentage in program history. He's shooting for his career right above, right below 62%. He's behind only Felton Spencer, who's the all-time leader, and Shinano Onowaku. So, like, he's David Padgett's right behind him. Derwin Webb is right behind Padgett. The top three are pretty much. I mean, they're like all, they're all big and movable objects. Well, that's every every, <laughs> every field goal percentage leader is like is, is a big more guy. often than not, yeah. Like in college basketball, the leader every year is like around like seventy four percent. It's always a center from one of the smaller leagues. Yeah, yeah. because they you know they they take high percentage shots. I mean, look at, yeah, Louisville's all-time list is almost all big men. It's Spencer, Onowaku, Curry, Padgett, Derwin Webb, Cliff Rozier, Trez, Derek Smith, Purvis, and then Roddy McRae are the top ten. I mean, a lot of front-court players. That list, Padgett, Padgett could be Magic Johnson amongst some of those guys. (laughs) So, Curry's like, like there's something to be said for the way that he finishes around the rim, but he doesn't rebound well enough for his size. And he's so lost defensively. Like you and just, he's limited offensively too. I mean, what he does bring you a little bit off board help. For sure, for sure. And he does. He, he, he can. And like I said, the matchup can get you on the post, but he, he can't. I mean, he's not really great in the pick and roll. I mean, he, he's oh, he's decent, but not great. Not good enough. I mean, he he can't face up. I mean, at least with Hatfield or, or Trainer, it's a five. You can bring them and face them up and and do other things with them. But, I mean, yeah, he's just. I, I like Curry, but Curry seems like the guy that should be playing at like Ohio and being averaging 15 points and 10 rebounds in the MAC. 
said it's Gabe Wisnitzer. Actually, Gabe is he's playing for Ohio, but he's not playing much. But well, Curry's better. Curry's better than Gabe too, though. At least he is. I mean, I mean, at least I mean, I, and he could be like another Gary Trent. I mean, that's, that's kind of, I mean, if he if that's what if he wants success, it's probably his best option in terms of if he does have eligibility and go somewhere next year. If he wants to stay in and be a contributor here, not be that kind of role, then or at least help him improve and then improve on that role and those impact, then then I would love to keep him here. But we need someone at least that can we need somebody that can at least be a semi rim protector amongst all the big men we have because we have not one right now. I'm sorry, I'm so distracted. Somebody sent me a picture. James, remember James Booknight played at, at uh, UConn, now plays for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, he's got the old school Cardinal bird tattooed on his arm like the 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 fighting cardinal bird with the l and everything and someone's like do you know why he has a Louisville tattoo i'm like no i've got i've got no idea we played against him did he play well against him? i was like is it because we beat them so bad those years where he was at uconn I don't, i've got no but now I've, i'm completely distracted did he lose a bet i've got to was... find out i've got to find out more about this if you know why james booknight has a, a Louisville tattoo on his left arm please let us know but odds that james booknight would be mentioned on february 21st show they were low they were, I mean, that's... If you bet it, you cashed pretty heavily today. I just put a dollar on it, just won a million. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, but Louisville, by the way, Emmanuel Okorafor was out again last night, ankle injury. They put the release out right before the start of the game. So he... I could have, he could have been someone that would have been. I mean, I know with Cameron, but his he could have been someone that could have used some minutes last night. We could have used him on the boards because yeah. the second chance opportunity. It felt like every single time that we got a chance, like man, you know, maybe we weren't going to win after we gave up the lead in the first half, but. Every time we got a chance, like we whittled it down to 10, five times in the second half. And yeah. It's like, here we go. We can make this uncomfortable for them. They got a second chance opportunity. We, we'd play decent defense for a stretch. We'd get a stop. And then one of their bigs would come down with a wide open offensive rebound and put it back or get fouled. And that was that was it. A core four could have helped us there. No question about it. Yeah. I, I thought. Was, I mean, he went Roosevelt for six or seven minutes in the game. I mean, we had a monster crazy. dunk out of nowhere. I was I like, know, okay. But that just shows you why he was almost grasping at straws to. To try to slow down their 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 front court and their rebounding. Well, and also that Curry was in foul trouble and he had to play it Rose. Didn't yeah. He didn't. had one foul. He wouldn't get it. Well, I think I think, but I think he he only plays Rose out of necessity, like, which is oh, kind yeah. of his thing, and I think that's why you saw him. And I thought Rose played fine with the way he had a nice block when he was in there too. But it was just a it was a weird game because you got excited at the beginning and everybody hates Duke. We we're not. We're not alone in that. This is no, a, even some Duke fans hate Duke. Yeah, you want to win at Cameron Indoor. It's a big deal. And though the the game slipped away and we lost by 17, it still it didn't feel like it stung that much last night. Like oh, I, I was pissed that they we didn't have a chance to, you know, to, to stomp on them and potentially put the push them closer to the bubble, and that would have been great. But it also just felt like, yeah, hands up, they're the better team. They played better. We didn't do what we needed to do to have a shot to win, and we're four and 24 for a reason. But we are. Getting better. There's something to be said for that. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't want to reiterate what I said yesterday too much. Like I still don't think that the big picture, at least for me, has been altered that much. But you do have to sit here and say, it's less alarming us doing what we're doing for the over the last three weeks than it would be if we had just gone through the motions and lost all these games by 30 points and not given a bleep. And like I don't think it's necessarily indicative of the fact that we're going to definitely turn things around next year and be. NCAA tournament good and a team that can, can make a run and uh, all these issues from the first two and a half, three months of the season are, are miraculously fixed. We're still a team that, look, Louisville should not be content with losing to Duke by 17 points, especially a relative to their standards, not great Duke team, but that's where we are right now. And you know, we're, we're just 
were reacting to that. It was just a it was a weird feeling last night going to bed thinking like, yeah, we lost to Duke by 17, but it was okay. It was, it was fine. It wasn't, I mean, it was, wasn't great, wasn't bad. One was, of those games. It was nothing like any close to 17 or 20 point loss we had in the first three months of the season. That's a good way to put it. We, we lost, I mean, I know that, I don't know if there was any game we actually lost by 17 per se, but we lost to several by, you know, around that 20, 21 area numerous times. I mean, Miami was like in the 20s. We also started doing that thing in like late January where we would get down by 30 and then we'd make a run when the game was at, so like we'd make it look a little prettier yeah, than it was. And, like those games, those 12, 14, 16 point losses, those all to me were worse than oh, like, the, horrible. like the Notre Dame game. We were down 30 and we got it. I think we lost by 12, but the reality was we were never close at all to beating them. Like that game to me was way worse than the game we watched last night. Oh, m- m- much worse. I mean, because I mean, you left that game and yes, there's reasons to be upset. Like we've mentioned the defense on numerous occasions and probably will again as this last three games of the season. But I mean that, yeah, I mean, you, you went in there and you, I mean, I know Kenny wasn't exactly the most positive after the game in the press conference. Surprising. He was actually, I think he's more positive after games. We got looked like crap in those first three months than he was last night. But Nonetheless, I mean, I think that's more of the, an example of someone who has seen his team kind of take a little bit of a turn upwards, and now it's you know no longer you're not going to pat them on the butt for you know using the potty. Now you got to learn how to you know do everything else yourself. Now start you know making your own breakfast, yada yada yada. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think this was a I mean a team yeah a game that would I losing by seventeen you think I'd be down in the dumps? Oh, we're not going to beat. Now we're gonna get blown out by Georgia Tech, probably at Georgia Tech. I'm so excited for the Pastor Bowl. I'm I, ready, I'm, I, I need this sweep. I, even even a road game, which we need to we need. I'd love to get a win on the road right now. Do we have a road win? We don't have road win, right? I think I'm I'm racing through all the wins we have, we have in my mind. Four. We have <laughs> we have no road. Three wins. are at home. Yeah, Georgia Tech was at home, so it's all four. Yeah, it'd be nice to get a road win now. I mean, we we played baby these, steps. We played we played okay on the road. I thought at Clemson the first matchup. We played well on the road against Miami mm-hmm. offensively. We played, I think, offensively again. Played well on the road against on Duke. Two decent, again, the two best teams in the, in the ACC probably. At least one in Miami. Now you go Georgia Tech, the worst team. If we can get this win, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm feeling uber confident about Va Tech at home. And then we'll worry about Virginia on the road. You know, that that, that that's that's gonna be a horse of different color later on. It's, we're not worried about that. We're, yeah, well, we're saving up energy for ACC, turn, ACC tournament Tuesday. That, like, that's an ulcer for future Trevor problem. We, yeah, we don't need to. <laughs> future Trevor can deal with that with that uh, that flaming colitis all he wants. Okay, this this is this is this is current Trevor is content even in a 17 point loss. God help me, I had to say that out loud, and I'm actually excited to go on the road against a bad Georgia Tech team with the expectations of a victory. If we go on the road against Georgia Tech and poop the bed. Just don't even come back from Atlanta. Just stay down there. Look, this is the battle for 14. You go down there and you lose by 15 or 16 and look, and you play like you did the last 30 minutes of the Boston College game down there. And then, I mean. I don't want to alarm anybody, but so right now, Tech has three wins. If we won, we both finished with three wins, we would have the tiebreaker. So we'd be ahead of them. Notre Dame's only got two wins. We beat Georgia Tech on Saturday. We may be staring down the 13 seed in the ACC tournament directly in the face. Who would have thunk it? Here's the issue with that, though. I'm looking at the the potential bracket, and this all we want to get to Wednesday. That's the new goal. We want to be playing college basketball. The season continues on the second day of the ACC tournament. If we're the 13 seed, the likely opponent right now is Florida State. If we're the 15, rubber match. If we're the 15, the likely opponent is Boston College. I'd kind of rather play Boston College than Florida State. Well, no, duh. <laughs> I'm mean, just saying. Yeah, 
BC technically is a better team. They've got seven conference wins. They've been playing better recently. I still would rather play them than, than FSU. Yeah. I mean, I, I've watched, I mean, I don't know who they're playing recently, but I watched us play Boston College. We're, we're just as good as not better than Boston. We're College. winning this tournament. We're at least getting to Wednesday. It's I mean, going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, we're, I wouldn't mind getting another chance at Florida State as well, but at Boston College, neutral court, they don't have that, those crazy Cherry, Cherry Hill. Uh, nuts around them. I mean, that place was a rockin' when we played there on that Thursday night at nine o'clock. Cherry Hill. Was it? Is it what is it? What Chestnut. Is it? Chestnut. Yeah. Cherry Hill. <laughs> I like last I time. that last time too. Either way, the hill was a rockin'. The hills have eyes. So whenever we start playing well recently, I've just been doing like sending out the simple tweet. I'm like, I'm gonna win the ACC tournament. And last night, some guy was like legitimately mad. He's like, every time you send this out, the other team goes on like an eighteen to two run. I was like, buddy, to be fair. Every time you send any tweet out these days, there's a solid chance that the other team is going to go on like an 18 to two run. It's not me. Also, I think the last time I said that was after we beat Georgia Tech. So, shut it. We're fine. We're gonna be okay. The last thing I want to talk about before we take you a break. You must send a tweet out every game. I send it like three times. Guess what? It's probably gonna come. If we play well on Saturday, it's coming out again. The last thing I want to talk about the Kamari lands catfishing. So. Yeah. It's become a new thing. Like we talked about it with the Western Kentucky players who got caught a few weeks ago playing at FAU. But apparently, like a, a Duke fan posed as a you know, attractive female on Tinder, matched with Kamari Lands, catfished him into saying these things about you know you want to come over here, like you're looking good as hell, like all like all this. How the kids talk on Tinder these days, I'm told. Yeah, I, I read. I think I read that that the post for like six times. I still don't really know what Lands was saying, but yeah. okay. And then printed it out, and apparently the the team saw it before the game during shoot around. They were kind of embarrassed. Kamari Lance did not play well, by the way. I don't, I don't know if this was the intended effect, but he did not He did not look good last night. The issue is, like... The dude who did it is completely creepy, weirdo. I don't know if he did it, but he's holding the poster and looking very proud. And it's in, it's an insanely awkward look, because when you read it, the person who's responding to, to Kamari is like, yeah, let me get that ass up and all this stuff. And I'm like, this guy's holding it and like looking like, yeah, that's me, buddy. I trolled you. I'm like, this is... Ex- it's insanely weird behavior. I, I don't know. I, this, you ready for old man Trevor for a few minutes? I mean, is there any other type? <laughs> There's right, yeah. Once every so often, I'll, I'll be young and hip. But this was not going to be one of those times. I mean, he's but. like, yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, Kamari lands the same thing, and the guy's like, or the catfish is like, I knew it. It's the press word for press yeah, know, that yeah. make up for it, isn't it? I'm like, by the way, is the address they give him, is that Cameron Indoor? What? The, there's an address on there. He's like, where can I? Where should I go? And they no, put a, that's Kamari Lands providing that. Oh, I thought that was the, that's the, their hotel. I'm assuming. Oh, okay. I thought that was I thought that was the guy the guy giving them Cameron Indoor's address. Which I thought, now, if you're if you're if you're doing that to, to an athlete, Kevin, that's you're like one step short of a sociopath who should probably be in jail. That's just you're just you're. I can't think of a bigger loser than someone who does that and finds joy in it, like. You, you, I mean, what? Why? I mean, what's what? What? what, what you couldn't you couldn't find a, a, a Lowe's gas station, a highway with a glory hole in it? I mean, what? What? What is your issue? What? What is your? I mean, what? What do you look? I made a guy think a hot girl wanted to be with him. And he talked trash to me. Ha ha ha! Like, no. Here's can I, since you're doing old man Trevor, I'm gonna do old man Mike. Like, I have kind of roasted programs that have been because it's happened a couple of times now. This is the new thing that student sections are doing. And I'm like, how are these kids in New Mexico State? We saw the situation there where the kids snuck out and a murder ended up happening. I'm like, how are we not doing bed checks? How are we not? These teams don't seem to have 
don't seem to have any control. It makes me a little bit concerned that Kamari Lance thought that he could sneak a girl into his hotel. Like, I feel like this should not be happening. He, the, the players are even, you know, the night before a game going on Tinder and trying to match and trying to get hooked up. Like, it just, I was like, I was kind of hoping we'd have a little bit more of a, a tighter lid on things. But I guess this is the way of, of college athletics these days. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. This might sound weird. Especially given our past. But, I mean, listen, you, you play a little while. How are you just not getting laid enough here in town? I mean, I get it. You're 18. You're horny. I, I understand it. I was there. You're probably, I was, I was 10 times more than these kids because I wasn't getting as much as they are. But, I mean, you, you, what, you, what, what, you think there's some, some the, the Durham rear end is, is, is sweeter than, than the Louisville's? It ain't. It's, it's all the same when the lights are out, personally. I mean, just, no, just, just no, guys. Just wait till you get back home. There's going to be three sorority girls waiting in line for you. The Well, in usual years. <laughs> I don't know if that's still the case when they're 4 and 24. Oh, yeah, that's, I don't know, you can still The answer to the James Booknight question, by the way. Even Devin Reed's his, probably getting late. It's his high school mascot, LaSalle Cardinals. Who is? The James Booknight UofL tattoo. The go-kart. I guess oh. have, we, meant, we, we had a show before about where we talked about yeah, all the, that, yeah. the, the schools that have the exact same logos and the trademarking issues. And there's like people using the exact same Fighting Cardinal logo all over the damn country. And one of those is apparently LaSalle High School in Manhattan where James Booknight played. All right, we'll go to break. When we come back, we haven't heard from you guys. Hit us up on the Thorntons text line at 502-414-1450. We love Thorntons. We love the text line. We love hearing from you. It's your show as well. Your thoughts on last night. Were you more disappointed than we were? Were you less disappointed than we were? Let us know. We'll come back. We'll read some text. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. But tomorrow they'll be held to pay. Is it the squirrel nut crunchers or whatever? <laughs> squirrel, the squirrel nut zippers, yeah. I, I know that song. I've heard that song before. That's them, yeah. That's like, that's, 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 that's according to, like, look, when I just that's like their number one song. The squirrel nut zippers. I've heard that song before. Zippers, I believe. Yes, that's correct. I heard that song before. You knew it. I, I I'd heard that song before. I know you know this song. Of course. 
This is Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. <laughs> no, this is Cherry Pop and Daddy. Cherry Pop and Daddies. That's right. Wrong Daddy. The wrong Daddy. They're all Apparently, you had to be a daddy if you were swing suits. Because this is all we talked about yesterday. Zoot yeah, Zoot Suit Riot. I don't yeah. know how we got in that conversation about that brief moment in time where everything in music was just swing music for like seven months. Let me ask you this. And then it led us to Squirrel Nut Zippers. <laughs> And then also led the text line to trying to trick us into talking about <laughs> band names that were not real. That was like one text or two that came up with a couple of good ones. Which I left my ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, swing music era of the late 90s. Okay. Better or worse than the late 70s disco run? Mm. Like th- when you look back at history, there's like there's like those little bubbles of like, that was popular music. Like, and I think the two that stick out are like the late '90s swing and mid to late '70s disco. Now, I think the disco was more popular. It was for sure. I mean, you, you, still more you, yeah, you spawned, you know, we did, you know, clubs across the country and the world. But we made swing music mainstream, mainstream for a brief it, it wasn't time. Ma- yeah, it, it was like in movies and stuff for a brief. And that well, was, I mean, it was awful. night fever. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was awful. Like this was the it was it was it was bad. I think it was worse than the late seventies disco. Like, but what would you think the music itself is worse? No, just the overall culture. The I mean, it, I mean, it did, it did spawn the hipster thing, which is still kind of going on a little bit. I mean, the hipster thing, yeah, it's just a different breed. It is, yeah. We're, we're, I mean, is disco is disco dancers worse than hipsters? Hmm. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. That's a tough one, man. Better drugs for the hipsters. More legal, less harmful drugs for the hipsters. Oh, well, less. Well, no, hipsters aren't even doing drugs. They're smoking, like, fake weed and, and like, hookahs with tobacco in it. Which is not a drug. Yeah, yeah. The discos are actually doing, like, quaaludes and coke. I mean, they're, yeah. Exactly. They're, yeah. And that's, Which would be, that's more would, would you think their music is worse? Because, I mean, they're on, more, they're on heavier drugs to enjoy it. That's fair, not a bad point. I mean, you ever try to listen to Ring My Bell and I'm not with a buzz? It's just not the same. It's not. It, it, I mean, you, it'll put you on a buzz if you hear it sober. It's just. Uh, anyways, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. We spent the first segment mostly talking about last night's game against Duke. What did you think? Let us know. Uh, the first text, though, is, it has nothing to do with the game last night. It is a, a question that I want to know, though. Okay. They say, Happy Fat Tuesday to Mike and Trevor. And they want to know what you're giving up for Lent. Is it Lent already? Tomorrow. Ash Wednesday. Oh, is that, so you're, you're going to have the little stuff on your forehead tomorrow? I probably won't. But Lapsed Catholic, you. I know. When's the last, last time you went and did Ash Wednesday? Uh, I did it a few, probably, I guess, two years ago. I don't think I went last year. You probably didn't have it during the COVID, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, two years, when it was like 2021, I think I, we went. Okay. Yeah. Now, what did you think the kids would do it, though? Uh, John wasn't born. Well, obviously. But Virginia, talking- I don't think. She's never done it. Yeah, she. I don't. Is, think Mar- she... is Mary a, Mary a, uh, a heavy Catholic? Heavier than I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think by listening just the last thirty seconds, I'm just saying a lot. Yeah. It's like saying someone exercises more than me. Which but... is the classic local thing. Like <laughs> I grew up going to Catholic schools my entire life. Like. Yeah, you're supposed to be. Like, I mean, like. I remember our parents telling this is terrible. Like our parent, the parents of our friends would be like, yeah, you know, you'll, you'll get really into it, and then like, you know, you. You don't really, and then you have kids, and you kind of get back into it. I'm like, I don't think that's the way it's supposed to go, but it's the way that it goes here for a lot of people. <laughs> so, there's that. Uh, so, okay. Well, what I are did... you giving up for Lent? Lent? Uh, I don't uh, I don't know. I mean, I, what are you giving up? I haven't thought of it. Mary's giving up Instagram, which is a big deal for her. <laughs> She's giving up Instagram and, I think, Facebook. Okay. Facebook's uh... easier. Yeah, that's, well, now giving it up being like not posting or not even going on it? Not even going on it. Deleting the app. Cold turkey. 
what should I give up then? It's for forty days, right? Yes, but you get to you get to. I, and I didn't know Wait, this. So Mardi Gras was this last week. It's today. Okay, yeah, I knew it was Tuesday. That's one thing but I you was get to re- cheat on Sundays. You, I thought you weren't. You do. I so I did not know. Again, being the lapsed Catholic, <laughs> I on the way home from our our honeymoon. I think this was. We're at the we're at an airport waiting for a connecting flight, and Mary is telling me about how like you know you're allowed to if you give up something you can do it on Sundays, and I was like. I've been Catholic my whole. I'm like, I don't think that's accurate. I'm like, when I gave forty for something for forty days, you gave it up for all forty days and forty nights. And we're sitting there, we're talking about. It. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. This guy sitting next to us goes, "Hey, just so you know, I'm actually a priest, and she's right." And I was like, "Well, <laughs> that, that's one way to lose an argument." I was like, "I can't really say anything to that. You're right. I'm wrong. There you go." I but I never knew. I tell you what, I I, I enjoy joking with religions as much as I do listening to them. Because everyone is has its rights and majority wrongs in, in their beliefs. But I tell you what, the Catholic religion, if there's anything close to perfect, sometimes I wonder if it's that. I mean, <laughs> like, they are a religion after my own heart to weigh. One, I mean, other than the alcohol part, I would replace that with some other stuff. But nonetheless, you have you know, we're gonna give up we're gonna give up something we love for four days and forty nights, but before we do it, we're gonna party our ass off in Mardi Gras for a week. Yep. I mean, just just get it all out of our system and then we're gonna and on top of it, it's like, I don't know. You only have to really abide by this for six days a week. On Sunday, let it go. I mean, what do you what do you expect from a religion that says, hey, you're going to get in heaven no matter what. Just feel bad about what you did. What, all you got to do is feel bad and tell a priest you did it. He can't tell anybody else anyway. And then you're going on in. A couple of Hail Marys, a few Holy Fathers, and back to the pearly gates despite how many catfished kids you did. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> I don't like the way that you phrased that. But uh, yeah, maybe the Catholic but best not to use it that term. Yeah, <laughs> I used to always give up something silly. Like I would be like, oh, I'm not gonna go get the mail in my underwear or something. Like like I, I used to use the generic the dad joke. I'm just giving up hard work for Lynn. Yeah, the the only thing I, I did give up something. This is this is terrible. Like, I'm admitting all of this on there. But my freshman year in college, so we had like a meal plan uh, with our like money like you, you yeah. could only spend it was this, a silly meal plan i don't know why dayton did this but he had the card you could only spend like a really small amount of money on lunch and, and dinner it was like not enough to cover the full meal and so like what we would do like it wouldn't cover like a drink so i would just like steal a mountain dew from the dining hall i'm like the school's doing fine I'm, I'm paying them way too much money already i don't feel bad about this so i gave up stealing you from the dining that. i gave up stealing from the dining halls for lent like if i wanted if i wanted like skittles for like a post meal that's the spirit of lent i'm aware <laughs> i'm aware but i didn't do it for the full 40 days my freshman year of college wow this sounds like something i would tell story i would tell i know i know it was bad i felt bad about it but i also like you know i wanted skittles after lunch and sometimes i didn't have enough money for it so <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do for god will forgive you he I, loves skittles too i would have felt way worse if it if it wasn't dayton just robbing me clean every single semester and i'm still something i'm still, still paying, paying for. back you know well we got to pick something to give up so is mary gonna make you give something up i think i maybe do it i mean I, I guess you've given up enough with long covid i mean what else God, you, i know what else can we have to strip from you yeah, all of my vices you no hat no hat for a month <laughs> been taken from me kicking and screaming over the last year anyway um you have nothing left i really don't <laughs> i mean what else do i want to take from you what could i give up <laughs> No flavor in your water? I mean, what the hell? Is there something that we do that's annoying on the show to people? Plus, I mean, I'll take suggestions to get something up for Lynch, but don't even make, I don't want to do anything like hard. Everyone has suggestions for you. Apparently, oh, no, sure nobody has suggestions for me. What, what, 
Well, you're not Mr. Perfect over there. I know, but give me something. Like that's what I'm asking. I mean, people, like, yours are. You know what people are going to say. Like Trevor, give up DoorDash. Trevor, give up weed. Trevor, give up salads. Like you know, that's Trevor, cut your throat. I mean, what, <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what else y'all asking me to do? Like, well, can, can, I know. Can, how about in reverse of you giving up? We add two for you. Like you have to watch. Like if I give you a movie each week of the over the forty days. Oh God, that's kind of a good one. If you a recommendation from Trevor, I have to do. You it. have to watch. We're not taking. We're not taking from you. We're giving to you. You've been taking enough over the last two years. Now you get. Oh God. All right, it has to come up organically though. You can't like just go home and think of like three movies that I have to watch that week. If it comes up, I wouldn't have to think. I could throw a dart against the wall with a list, and you'd it probably has, like you, you know what I'm saying. Like, th- those types of things come up for like like through conversations where like you're like, oh, it actually reminds me of like this scene from this movie. Like you should watch it; it's a good movie. Like when that happens, I feel like for Lent, I have to I have to watch it. I feel like the one thing I first I want to force you is you have to watch the last episode of Only Murders in the Building season two. <laughs> okay. Okay. I Thirty minutes. It. I'm giving you easy one here to start. It really bothers you that I just didn't watch it. I mean, I'm just gonna, if you don't watch it by the week, I'm just gonna <laughs> the, the, the first show on Monday. I'm gonna be like, guess what? <laughs> Texas Mike should give up U of L sports, and honestly, it might be a positive for your mental health. <laughs> I do kind of wonder if, if like Louisville being so bad the last couple of years isn't is has been bad for me. I mean, maybe if they start winning and you start feeling better, maybe not a coincidence. Modern medicine, take that. Texas Mike, I, Mike has to give up. Quote: I've told this story before. That's good. I do say I say that way too much. Or like I, I think I've said this before. I've got to give that up. I can't do it. But that's just like a it's a tick. It's not like a a vice. I just I try to stop doing it, but I, I still do. Oh, there's like a dozen of those I do. Texas says, give up the Mickey Mouse voice to teach your daughter the practice of Lent. Oh, God, I did it like for five hours this morning. Does Virginia have to give anything up? No, she's not giving anything up. <laughs> Kidding me? Texas Trevor, give up salads for Lent. Yeah. I mean. I get it, because I don't eat salad. Yeah. Texas says, what does Trevor think about the new wrestling show coming to Louisville? Uh, did I miss something? Is that the, are you talking about the OVW, the, the Netflix documentary? Because we, hell, we broke that story. Al Snow, yeah, I think, Al I don't Snow know dropped that bomb on, like, on, on the our interview. Like, they have, several I don't think ago. they've given a release date for that, have they? I think it's coming in March. I think it's coming next month. I was talking to Trey about it yesterday, and he was, he was interviewed about it. I, I still think we need to be on the show. I don't understand. We weren't interviewed. I know. We should have. Texas might give up arguing with Trevor. Just accept it. Roll over and accept it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I don't want you to do that. It's going to make me, that's going to make my life boring. Well, it's not arguing. You know, you'd be like, yeah, it would be a terrible show. Yeah. <laughs> like KSR. <laughs> we did win the 2017 national title. I'd be like, well, no. Then I would just, just screw it to see how far I could go. I know. And I, I, I'd be like, just doing it. I'd be like, this is terrible. Uh, Texture says, if people just have all these Catholic Lent questions, we can we can get to them. I'm all for it. I took I took not one but two semesters of religious studies and actually showed up to the majority of the classes. You told me you liked that class. I did. Well, I liked it because they only had to do like one two assignments all year. But... Texture says, we have moral victories for 17-point losses to teams barely off the bubble. Again, I hate to use the term. I don't like the word moral victory. I don't either, but I also there's a difference between if you can't watch. Nobody's saying that this is fine. Nobody's no. saying that this is good. But we are saying there's a difference between what we saw last night and some of the losses from a month and certainly two and three months ago that had similar margins of defeat. It's not it's not okay. But we are four and twenty four. We are trying to analyze what we are at this point. Guess what? We're not gonna make the NCAA tournament. We're not we're not worried about 
racking, Says you. We're not worried about racking up quad one and quad two wins. We're just trying to analyze this team from the perspective of, are they getting better? And is that a sign that things can be better next season? And that's all we can do right now. It, are, are there broader concerns for the future of the program? Of course there are. We're fucking, we're four and 24. Never been in this position before. Everyone's just trying to work through it. And we've got three weeks left of the season. We're going to talk about it. And then the real story begins. I think the real story that everyone's interested in is what does Kenny Payne do in the months ahead in the spring and the summer to ensure or give us the best possible chance that nothing like this ever happens again. But for right now, we're talking about the team. We're talking about the season. That's all we can do. I mean, we played basketball. We played game in indoor in early January. We lose by 40. I think you're probably right. I mean, we we or we, we lose by 30, but it looks way worse. 25, but yeah, it looks I way mean, worse than last night. Again, the 17. We should have lost this game by nine or ten points, which isn't not saying like this is a great accomplishment, but I mean, it's it, it kind of is. I mean, if you in, in a vacuum, yeah, it's, you watch this team from start to finish this year. Yeah, that's just that is an accomplishment to go into Cameron Indoor and play against a team that's a tournament team, maybe not a top twenty-five team right now, but a tournament team, and hang with them. I mean, for the most part. And then, like I said, there, there are positives to the season's lost, but going into what's going to be an off season of expectations, I mean, you're, we're getting like I went to bed last night thinking, okay, you know, what did you get? Ellis back comes back, you get. You know, James back, you get trainer coming in. I mean, those three pieces you put around, you know, maybe put a, a transfer point guard, a transfer kind of big man with those guys. And, and they progress the way they've been progressing this year. I mean, there's how can you not get excited about maybe next season? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I think there are lots of ways to not be excited about next season, but. It's, All right, for Lent, you're giving up pessimism. I, I mean, I, you're giving me like like looking at things objectively and saying that we're four and twenty-four. It's it's going to take a lot to get extremely better next season. But I'm I am excited to see how it happens. I'm so, by the way, Sean Moss texted in. All right, what up, Sean? He said I've been giving up church and self denial for years. <laughs> a true sacrifice. One thing I'll never get for Lent is Sean Moss. I love him so much. He's the best. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. When we come back, four o'clock hour, we got to we got distracted by the land conversation. I know you guys you have slide my DMs as a woman. It would I wouldn't count it as catfish. You guys have way more <laughs> questions. We'll get to. I was talking more about the Duke game. Also, we have to get into this Alabama story coming up in the second hour. Keep it locked right here. We'll do all that and more here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X.
They're made out of straw, and I want, yeah, I want to bring back the twenty, the Rolling Twenties hat look again. That would be cool. The best, the uh, big bad TK daddies. This is the big bad voodoo daddy right here. Do you remember? So do you remember which actress? I think this was her, was one of her first roles. Like had the big swing dance scene in Swingers. Yeah, it was Heather, um, uh, Heather is it Graham. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. she's has like three lines, but she's she makes quite an impression. Yeah, very attractive. I was watching a rerun. Of, this is random too. I was rerun of Malcolm in the Middle last night from like season six, I think I'm it was. a lot of Malcolm in the Middle. Well, I've been, I've been I'm a little worried about this. I know. Well, you know, I, I get into binging. Well, I'll, I'll binge something for a few days and I'll stop. But it was uh, it was a random one where like three girls make fun of Reese. And one of the girls is Emma Stone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like one of of course, it's like Lois like, gets back at him by like making one of them gum in her hair and you're doing the, the revenge thing that you see in many episodes of TV shows and movies. But yeah, I was sitting there watching, I'm like, wait a minute. That's a young Emma Stone. Wow. Kind of crazy. Uh, welcome back to the show. We've, we talked mostly in the first hour about, outside of getting distracted by Lent questions on <laughs> the text line, we talked mostly about Louisville losing to Duke last night by 17, but giving a maybe, I don't want to say good performance, but a performance that was better than some of the, the other lopsided losses that we've had this year. We're looking for any sort of positive we can take. We're taking baby, baby steps. That's all we're about. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We're going to take a few more texts since we didn't get to that many last hour, and then we're going to get into this Alabama conversation coming up uh, shortly. I mean, the, the text By the way, line, I didn't learn about this until like, you, you mentioned something and I read about it. Online. Oh, you didn't know? Like, I woke up at like 2 o'clock. Of Somebody also mentioned on Twitter that you should be giving up, waking up at 2 p.m. for Lent. What, 2.15? Is Ernie? No. <laughs> what are they suggesting? I, get, I can't get up much later than 2.15. I'll be late for here. Texas, your Texas for Lent, give up your normal radio voice for a few minutes every show, and do your Mickey Mouse voice. Maybe read some rap, rap lyrics or some Trump truth social ramblings. Jesus would be delighted. Um, people want me to give up the voice. People want me to do the voice constantly. I don't know. It's it, every, every, I was wondering where you were going with that text. I thought they were talking to me at first. I'm like, what voice do I give? Texas is awesome. Now play the, the the band suggestion that we can't couldn't read from yesterday. Texas, <laughs> I love hearing Coach Lieberman breaking down our cards game week during Valvano's show. Getting more from him each week in the staff. Wonder if he's up for hopping back on the staff as a coach. I love Mark Lieberman. I'm glad he's doing some radio stuff. He's a great guy. I'm actually trying to he's been trying to meet up recently. I'm trying to make that happen this week. But he's he's awesome. He's really really good. Texas, if Trevor keeps playing this music, I might have to give up the Rutherford show for a <laughs> What's wrong with this? Come on, get get in the groove. Put on put on some slick shoes and a, and a, and a zoot suit and a big hat and let's dance around to a, a bunch of trumpets and. Guys that sing in a weird voice like they're they're, they're crunching their, their jewels. I mean, come on. Texas for Lent, the Friday shows uh, have to give up UofL Sports Talk and turn into a Formula One show or more reasonably just a 10-minute segment of Mike's Hot Takes. I could do that. 
I'd love that. <laughs> I'm all for for half of that suggestion. Texas says, uh, I, I get looking for signs of improvement, but at this point, it's putting perfume on a turd. We're all aware of what's happening. Yeah, but if you put perfume on a turd, it actually improves it, right? It's better. I mean, it's, it's not, again, it's not ideal. <laughs> yeah, it's not I mean, great, but it's better, which is what we're talking about here. Nobody's happy you. being 4-24. and 24. Nobody's happy being 2-15. and 15. No one's going to sit here trying to tell you that this is okay or that it bodes well for the future. We're just trying to talk about this team objectively from just a, a factual standpoint. And the facts are, this sucks. It's not good. It's the worst any of us have ever seen, but it's certainly better than it was January or, or, or December or November. Take from that what you will. I mean, I, I feel like I have to start every single conversation about this by saying, look, my my overall feeling about this right now, big picture-wise, remains unchanged, but I'm not going to sit here and say that this has been a, a stoic thing. It's been consistently bad. It, it hasn't gotten any better. Like, it has gotten better. I don't think it's gotten enough better to make for me to feel overwhelmingly positive about the future, but it has gotten better. Like, we, you could talk about things in the, in, I mean, I in think- the micro and still, like, be well aware of what the situation is in the macro. There's no chance, I think, to be optimistic about the future. It's just the future only until we get to the transfer portal. That's, I mean, that that's where the future lies for the excitement. And we can't talk about the transfer portal right now outside of saying what we've said a billion times. Well, which there's going to be a bunch of people He's got to kill the transfer portal. Yeah. We don't know who's in it. We don't know who's considering Louisville. No. That will be a, those will be our shows in the spring and the summer. And there's going to be a lot of it during the spring and summer. I mean, everybody that goes, any, any guard that can dribble the ball not off his foot, Withers, uh, is it's going to the transport. His name's going to be connected to Louisville. We'll talk about him probably, be excited about him, and, and hopefully we'll get a couple of them. But until that time, I mean, we've got we got some of the season. I, 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 get, I know. I, I get people don't want to, but we're talking about it. It's but Louisville, if you're a fan and you've watched this team all year, how can you not be somewhat happier about the way this team has played in the last three weeks to a month or whatever it's been, including a 17-point loss last night? I mean, I tell you what, watch that game. Go go watch any game in Maui right now, including the Cincinnati one. And then watch that game last night and tell me that you're not looking happy. It's like watching adult movies on the scramble compared to a pure video. See, I'm not as enthusiastic as you are about the, the improvement. I can sense that it's there, but also, like, I'm not, like, I'm not excited about you it. You need to get excited because it is improvement. Would you rather us taking steps back or make no improvement? No, but again, like to, to go back to the text that started this whole conversation, like if you put perfume on a turd, it's better, but I'm still not going to sniff it. Like I'm, I'm still not enthusiastic about it. I'm still not thinking that it's a good thing. It's still bad. It's still bad. I'm it's not going to pick better. it up and lick it, but I mean, at least I will stand around it. It'll smell better. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even standing around it. I'm just, if you force my nose up against it, it's going to be slightly more tolerable than it would be without the perfume. I think it's a pretty strong perfume on this turd compared yeah. to what had the, had the turd smelled a, a couple months ago. Everyone wants us to know, uh, wants us to talk about what the Catholic Church has the best fish fry. The best. I, I swear, I've learned so much about the Catholic Church in terms of the off, started doing the show? outside the church antics. Like the religious part, I'm, I I got you to a degree. But like the 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 social atmosphere that comes with Catholic Church since I've been doing, not with you as much, but when I started working with TJ a couple years ago. Like in in and no, I'm just saying he got to me first before you. You were too busy hanging out with Ramsey and hobnobbing with with Eric Wood and, and Harry Douglas before you could slum it with me. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah, 
your radio career is like the University of Louisville. Right now, you're in 2018 hanging out with me. This is true. <laughs> but you went from national titles to... Now, where am I going to go next? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I was hoping this was 2023. You're telling me this is 2018? So, it's only going to... Well, Still got several years. What else but... is that? Is, are there stations that I've never even heard of? So, like, <laughs> yeah. This tour is just going to take... Yeah, the one we... The years off the one we life. pop up and we get like over here. That's... <laughs> Be two cans on a string with you, me, and Danny. Oh God! <laughs> we'll only reach the to the end of the block. Like once you get to the street, the signal goes out. It's just gonna be me on a street corner. I got ham radio, acting yeah. like I'm on radio. <laughs> Welcome back in, everybody. With a bullhorn. Taylorsville <laughs> Road Radio. I'm producing with a with a boombox next to you. Radio. <sighs> <laughs> what I was talking. About. Oh yeah. So like like when I met him, and I learned of a. Like I went to my first like uh, I guess would you what are they we all call it like the, I guess the fish fry but the thing you do on Friday nights with the carnival games and there's gambling and there's 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 food like trucks picnic in the spring yeah one of those yeah I I never been I had never in my life been to one until I had to do a remote with one with Roush and, and TJ church picnics were still I feel like even my friends who weren't Catholic who like went to public school mm-hmm. they were a social thing like no, I I'd heard of it growing up they were I heard of it I knew about it but I never went to one and it was just it it blew my mind I. I felt like uh, you're doing dazed and confused when they're they're sitting there at the uh, uh, Adam Adam Goldberg when he's like, can you believe all the things going? I mean, they've got concessions here. They've got. I mean, that's how I felt like when I went to. I was like, this is crazy. And like Dugan and TJ are like, oh, this is okay. This is minor. This is like it's like single A bomb. They like, do it up. Like wow. I mean, they, they got one of the things right, you jump the, against the Velcro wall. They do. <laughs> let's get to the question. The first of all, the best fish in Louisville. I, I've written this before. I'll say it again. There it is. I'm doing the whole thing. I'll say it again. I'm intrigued on this answer. The Suburban Lodge. They do it. It's only on Saturdays in the spring and the fall. So it, that doesn't help you for Fridays and Lent because they don't. They're, they're not, but it's on 3rd Street. It's kind of close to Churchill Downs. It's the best fish in the city. It's incredible. Do, and they, it's it's they, relatively cheap. They also have a bake sale there with nice old ladies that are the sweetest people in the world. Get yourself a treat when you walk out. It's, it's terrific. What's this place called? It's the Suburban Lodge. It's for – they raise money for – something well, i don't all you have to know is the fish lodge? is great just yeah just for suburban lodge fish fry it's saturdays in the fall and saturdays in the spring it's, so, so it's still going on right now it's i think just back underway i think they'll be open this saturday i believe i'm gonna check that out you should it's great i mean you have to go inside though you have to go inside you have to order and you have to wait does so. they have delivery no doordash they're not on doordash why not they too good for it yes well it might be too good for them yes but it's it's very good well, long john silver's here we come if we're talking about Catholic Church fish fry. I like I like Lourdes. It's close to us. Never heard of it. Our Lady of Lourdes, right there off uh, uh, Breckenridge. Uh, St. Gabriel back in the day, I know it was great. I don't know if it's still good. It was. Uh, St. Bernard back in the day was very good. I think I think the one I went to was St. Rayfield, maybe? That's where TJ went to school. That's why I think it was him, yeah. That's right there do with him, in yeah. the Highlands. Uh, I don't think I've ever been to a Rayfield fish fry. I mean, it was the only one I've been to, so that's like my, my comparison's you know, to compare it to something is, is non-existent, but it seemed fun. Yeah, I mean, they're all good. I mean, you got a taco truck there. You drink, you eat fish. What's not to like? <laughs> it's great. But that's your answer to your question. Uh, Texas says... Are you a big fish guy? I am. I like fish. Are you big? I know you like, I know you like salmon. I mean, are you big... Are you are you, are you a big overall seafood guy? Like lobster yes. and shrimp? Okay. Yeah, love you, seafood. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with it. you. doesn't work well for I us. love seafood. Um... Everyone's just asking fish fry questions, so this is just people. People really just do not want us to talk about this game. I mean, we did spend almost an hour talking. We about did. It. 
Texas is for Lent. The cards give up losing until Easter and Jesus has risen, folks. That'd be great. Texas is my God, what happened to never again, Trevor? If he was a Care Bear, he'd be Sunshine Pumper Bear. Never. <laughs> Wait, was that a real Care Bear? <laughs> Sunshine Bear was. Sunshine Bear was. Texas give up talking about Louisville men's basketball, please, for Lent. Can't do that. No, can't. Texas says, Trevor, I had the same thing happen on a rewatch. One of my favorite movies from my childhood was Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. I watched it a few weeks ago with my daughter and realized immediately that one of the kids was Mila Kunis. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. I didn't. I knew in Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. It was the girl from Felicity. Whose name oh, I, I uh, can't remember. You're talking about the one that was also in Urban Legends? Y- yes. Felicia Gayhart or something? Not Rebecca Gayhart. Rebecca Gayhart, yeah. Who's from Kentucky. Oh, is she really? She got didn't she get started like doing like the the the, the makeup commercials or something? I think. I think she was really attractive. She was on nine hundred two one zero. She died. Rebecca Gard's dead on the show. She died. Oh, <laughs> her career's dead because she killed somebody. Oh yeah, I was gonna say she's been down. I haven't seen her. She was like late nineties run. Like she hadn't, I haven't seen anything. Like when they when they made Carrie her Russell. So I'm thinking of. Carrie oh okay. oh yeah, I remember. Okay yeah. Honey, I blew up the baby. I didn't realize that. Urban Legend, when they, they had her, like, her is, like, the killer spoiler. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. This one's, like, 80 pounds. He's swinging an axe. Yeah. Like, come on. The Urban Legend is, you think I have to believe that? <laughs> Texas says, I got a belly full of perfumed white dog dirt. And you dropped this bleep on me? <laughs> Texas says, would you rather eat cake that tastes like a turd or a turd that tastes like cake? <laughs> this is Sophie's choice over here. What's what, this? I mean, I don't think that eating... This is off Saw 8, isn't it? I would need to know the nutritional value of the poop. If it's not going to hurt me and it tastes great, then that's fine. Nutritional value? It's poop. Well, it's not... I mean, it's not going to, like, be... Are you seriously going to calorie count poop? Well, yeah. I want to know if it's going to, like, make me sick. If it's not, then I'd rather have the thing that tastes good. I mean, are are you, like, concerned on, like, what body the feces came from? Yeah. (laughs) If I'm not going to get a disease and something tastes good, then I'm going to eat it. So wait, wait, so it's well. I'm assuming the cat, the, the cake probably has more sugar and calories in it. <laughs> it That's like what I'm it. saying. Nutritional value might be better for just the turd. If it's a healthy person turd, they've been taking their probiotics. I might go for that cake tasting turd. <laughs> Texas says. Did see that answer coming? <laughs> Texas says, sure, this team has improved, but I'd say they've improved less than the average team in the country after 28 games. I agree with that. Yeah, but we also yeah. I mean, we're we're four and twenty-four. I don't know how many times. Keep, stop putting me in positions where I have to say it. We're four and twenty-four. I, Nothing's gone great over the last three weeks. So, can you say that at least Kenny Payne has gotten the, as much as you can out of this team? No. There more? <laughs> no. <laughs> They've been much better for sure. I can't say that. Texas watching U of L basketball in December was like licking dog poop. Now it's like licking white dog poop. You can pretend it's covered in powder sugar. Okay, first of all, can we get off poop, everybody? And wh- wh- where, where, where are these dogs that are dropping these constant white dog poops? Like, have you never seen white dog? Yeah, but I mean, they act like it's something like common. I, I guarantee it's in your backyard since you never pick up your dog poop. It's it's been there for a while. Like, I think of white. white poop. I think of bird poop. Well, that's also white dog white poop. Yeah. Texas guys, the wish list to replace cows diminishing quickly. Next, we're going to find out that Muscleman is a serial killer. <laughs> we're going to get there. I promise. <laughs> Texas says, Mike, I guess I have to be done with your show. I try to listen early in the mornings as I work, 1 a.m. to 3 p.m., but it's just hard to get your show. I've even called to talk to someone at the station about it. Well, we're, we, have, we have streaming options. We have podcast options. I'm sorry that you can't get the signal. We are working 
on boosting the signal. I know that there are are steps being taken. What do we talk to? What me? And if it wasn't me, then I don't know. Now people call in a, a lot. Troy talks about it. Um, we we are working behind the scenes to to bolster the station signal strength, and I do think that things are going to get better in the very near future. Well, he said 1 a.m. that he'd be listening to podcasts anyway, wouldn't he? He said I work uh, from 1 a.m. to 3 p.m., but it's hard to get to the show. You say 1 a.m. to 3 p.m.? That's what he said. It's a long work day. It's 16 hours. Yeah, it's a long work day. Text it, is there a chance that LLs would stay for next year? Is there an amount that, of NIL that he would accept? I feel like he would be worth at least $500,000. I don't. I mean, I, I can't speak for L. All I know is the same thing that I'll reiterate is he's been telling people that he, this is his last season of college basketball. That he's he's not going to come back. He's not going to go somewhere else. But sometimes money talks. Sometimes things change. Uh, if, if if it becomes down to even amount of money between Neil and, and playing professionally, I think it would be wise to come back for one more year. Yeah, I mean, but listen, who am I to talk? I, I maybe he just doesn't like school. I can't trust me. I can 100% yeah. relate to that. Some people just, you know, you, you know, just don't want to do class and, and don't want to even as easy as maybe a, you know, a, a Matt Leinert's fifth year type of class load could be. Some people just don't want to do it. And I get it. I or mean, look, I mean, things have not been, Ellis has never, never gotten to really experience Louisville basketball. He's had a tumultuous two seasons here. Maybe he's just tired of it. Maybe, maybe he's given everything to the program. He's just exhausted. And they brought that up in the post game of the Clemson game. Talking about, I think it was, I think it was trainer. It was James or trainer. I forget it was like, you know, this is an atmosphere we we've been wanting since we got here. This is a this was the Louisville atmosphere, and, and that wasn't even a real Louisville atmosphere, but it's yeah. the closest thing they're going to get all year probably. We talked about you know maybe maybe twelve thirteen thousand there, but he's like they were like this that was great you know that was what we kind of wanted when we were told you know coming to Louisville. Did we, you watch that clip? It, it kind of it made me a little bit sad, hearing them like be blown away with the way that things were Saturday night. Like JD Trainer, still a half-ass little crowd. Yeah, and Mike James, like they were like, man, like what? What do you even say? Like, like I think there were other interviews, like the clips that the social media team shared with the players in the locker room talking about like how just they were completely blown away. Like I can't even. I, that was just unbelievable. And we're sitting here and we're like, this is you know, this used to be an average Saturday night. Like that, that was there was nothing. This was that was a Wednesday nine o'clock game against Boston College on uh, and, and six years ago. It made me a little bit sad for a, a lot of reasons. Everybody who puts on that uniform deserves to know what it feels like to play in front of. You know, those fans and huge games and, and what it should feel like to be a Louisville basketball player. And unfortunately, the guys who've been here for the last couple of years just haven't had that feeling nearly enough. Their, their minds are going to be blown if they get a sellout crowd. Texas Mike, have you checked out the Bamani Jones show on HBO? Do you love it or hate it? I have not checked it out. I've seen clips that have been on the Internet, but I have not. That the, I guess the more popular one is with him and Logan Paul or something, I guess. They got into an argument on one of them. He had Logan Paul on his show? It was one of the Paul brothers, Ryan. I can't imagine that would go well for one of the Paul brothers. Yeah, it was one of the Paul brothers, and they apparently got into like a, a, a beef that was, I know that was trending. I've had a couple of people say, you know, oh, you should check it out, and I just haven't. Was like, mainly because I just, I'm not a fan of either one. I'm, Bomani annoys me, and so does the Paul brothers. So. I So I did radio with Bomani for a while, and then I actually... <laughs> was his editor at SB Nation when he worked for us for a couple of years. And that I really like a while him. back, wasn't it? It was 2012, 2013. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um I really liked him. Like he was he was great. He was very easy to work with. He didn't try to pull like the I've been on ESPN card. Like he was just one of the dudes and he was insanely smart and, and very talented. But uh, I have not talked to him in probably seven, eight years at this point. But he was I always liked working with him. He's he great. used to come on when I do show with with uh Matt Matt. Him, yeah. yeah. And this is when he was kind of in limbo. He was kind of, you know, he was doing like music editing for ESPN or AOL or something like that. He was kind of, 
He was far from being Bomani Jones, who he is today. Texas says, if you don't want to talk about Louisville basketball, I run a civilian exhibition drill team out of Louisville. I can talk about it all day. We compete in Daytona the week after the cheer nationals, so our season is getting in full swing. We have two natties and seven world finals appearances. There you go. I have no idea what he's describing. That's cheerleading? Civilian exhibition drill team. What, what, what is that? Like Army drills. Like, but, but it made it sound like cheerleading at the end, right, didn't it? They compete. I mean, it, no, they compete the week after cheer nationals. Oh. So, like, it's the same concept. Like, a, a drill team. Is it like the, competitions. Is it like, is it like the ROTC thing in, in Major Pain? Sure, yeah. You see Major Pain, right? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time, but yeah. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Texas, Trevor has a backyard full of white dog turds. I'm, I'm sure he does. My dogs are do not leave white turds. They are they are full brown. Texas, Trevor refuses to answer any questions when confronted with eating poop. <laughs> In which way? I don't want to answer. I don't want to eat poop. Texas, Mike, great show. Trevor, stay RB strong. Also poop. Stop, guys. I haven't had Arby's in a while. Texas, I, I think the texture was talking about the issue with the podcast. It throws an error when I'm in the middle of playing something sometimes on Apple Podcasts. Well, that's really? Annoying. That's I not good. Yeah, now, I, know, I, hope, I don't know if just this show showed up on app. It wasn't giving me the the updates. That's why I didn't tweet it out last night. But it was on SoundCloud as soon as we left the show. But I saw you tweet it out. I didn't listen to it. But hopefully there were no issues. Yeah, sometimes it just, yeah, it just, uh, sometimes, sound, sometimes the SoundCloud and iTunes link doesn't connect properly. Texas, how many cakes have you won, Mike? Oh, at church festivals over the years? Many. Favorite cake? Uh, chocolate cake, yellow icing. German chocolate. Extra icing. I, I mean, I'll, I'll look, I, I oh, am not talking a, with the icing in the middle of it. That's what I want. I am, I like all kinds of cake. So, yeah. like, but that that's my, if I win at the cake booth early on, if I'm at St. Joe's, you know, very, <laughs> having a good day at 3 p.m. and I win a cake early on in the day and I go back in the cake truck, I'm looking for that chocolate cake with the yellow icing. The uh, homemade, homemade cake, pie delicious. kitchen, strawberry cake, excellent. Uh, I've had it before. I'm not, I'm not uh, a big strawberry cake. Oh, you're not a strawberry I love strawberry cake. A little strawberry icing on top of it. Mm. They're chocolate-covered cherry pies to die for. See, and the DoorDash didn't offer that on DoorDash. It's like a special order, I guess. You I'm can trying. go in. You can call. It's It'll take like 20 seconds extra. It's worth it. I, I, I don't have 20 seconds to spare. You do. Yes, you do. <laughs> you can for this pie. <laughs> Texas, you can give up sports gambling. I'm not even sure if you do that. I don't. Trevor does. I don't want to give up. Well, no, I usually, I don't, I, then if that's the case, then my Lent is during Major League Baseball season. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't bet baseball. Texas, River City Drill on Instagram. Check us out. We do indeed spin the rifles competitively. There you nice. Go. That's very impressive. So it is kind of like the, the, uh, the RTC. Yeah, that'd be cool. Texas, says, pain obliterator our program. And he uses that as an acronym to say poop. <laughs> How did we get here? How did this happen? Texas TK, what's been uh, the recent pre-work fast food meals? You've been uh, off it recently because yeah. after your health uh, problem. Yeah, I've uh, been uh, been been. I haven't. I, I still. I'm still like on like one or two sodas a day, but mostly I've been drinking the uh, the Gary Zeros. I've been trying the different flavors to find the right one. Fruit Punch seems to be the best one. Uh, that's what I'm drinking right now. It's, it's good. The lemon lime is solid. Um, stay away from berry. I, I, I warn you, just don't drink Berry Gator Zero. It tastes like the thing you, I'm going to drink before I have to have my colonoscopy. It's just it's disgusting tasting. What's got, the latest on your colonoscopy? Uh, I have not made an appointment yet. I'm going to need you to do that so I know when we can do the remote show. Well, we're, gonna, we're doing the show from Trevor's colonoscopy. <laughs> 
It's a public health awareness. You, you know they, they drug me and put me to sleep, right? I'm aware. It's like the only time I'm ever going to have a segment to talk. <laughs> and we'll do a live show. Yeah, we'll do a live show. I'll just talk very quietly during that hour. And then you'll come to. We'll interview then. Uh, it's going to be great. You can give a play-by-play. Yeah. I can give her heading up the, uh, the, the, the rectum. Oh, good Lord, what is that? I can't wait. It's going to be the best show we do. Is that a... Is that a Hot Wheel? Were <laughs> you a big Hot Wheel kid? It's a GI Joe. I was a big Hot Wheel. I, kid. Love I was a big. Hot so I was a big racing car kid. Like I, I you still are a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was a big. Like my dad was big into stock car racing and IndyCar racing and Formula One, and so I would. He'd give me a bunch of those toys, and I was big into like we'd go to Louisville Motor Speedway a decent amount too, and I would like race. We had a pool table in our basement for a short period of time, and like I would race them around. The, the pool table all the time. Did, now, did you, did, I had a tendency of burying my Hot Wheels, which I really regret in, in the hindsight. <laughs> I don't know. God knows where I've buried them across the country. But uh, did, did you have a, uh, not hot, not for Hot Wheels or for Hot Wheels, were you like a, a, a track guy? Like a built- we had a little track, yeah. Never, I never had a track in my life. We also had one of those like electrical, like, you know, you press the button. And, like, yep. I don't know what they're called, but like they they zoom around the track. It's got one, like, one big loop in it. Yeah. And- yeah, it was that. Those that was fun. You'd race them, and you, you, they, we even had like a little ticker, so it count the laps when you went around. Uh, and it was just, it was basically like who, who was could go fast enough to win the race, but also not so fast that they'd fly off the track. Like that was those those were good times. That I was kind of now as an adult, like that's like on the list of like kid things that never like along with I've, I've mentioned the uh, the aircraft carrier, which I'm, I won't get because it's still like thirteen hundred dollars and bigger than me. But like uh, I, I could a good a good race track. Car racetrack like that mm. would be something I never had as a kid. I always kind of want remote, a remote control car in general. Oh, I I get some of those. I I would I've never had one. I always wanted one. I, that was like when I'd go to Radio Shack, be the one thing I'd be like. That's what I always over. went to when Radio Shack. I'd be like, oh, it out. I know. So awesome. I get ninety like, percent of the stuff in there. I like eight year old Trevor can't comprehend how cool it is. I know. It is. But the, the the remote control car, I mean, just, they always had it right there at the front. Oh, there. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, it used to drive me. A buddy of mine, I guess he had the same kind of thing. He, a couple of years ago, I stopped by. He was like, "You got to stop by and see what I got for Christmas. You're gonna, this is awesome." I'm like, "Okay," and I go and again. He's got this like kind of tiny apartment. It's not huge. Him and his wife live in like a little bedroom apartment, and like, he's got this like giant track. I guess he got for Christmas. I mean, this thing is like around his entire apartment, like up and around. It's like, dude, you gotta like jump over the loop to get to your kitchen. He's like, "Isn't this awesome?" I'm like, <laughs> "Something." It's, it is like, exactly. It's something, all right. <laughs> Texas, I love the show. I listen to the show on the Simple Radio app. It's much better than TuneIn. Also, St. Raphael's has a great fish fry. Keep up the great work. Go Cards. Go Giants. Is that what St. Raphael's? Where, where would you They're go? They're the Giants. Oh, Holy Trinity. And what's Holy Trinity? Eagles. Ghosts? Eagles. Oh, should be the Ghosts, right? Fly, Eagles, Fly. Do, do you use the Eagles logo? Uh, No. Like, like, like Portland Christian stole so it. So when I was at Holy Trinity, Holy Trinity then was very different than Holy Trinity now, which I'm just now finding out as I have kids that are approaching grade school age. Like it was just like it was kids from around the Holy Trinity area. Like my friends would walk to their house after school. Um, and now it's like Holy Trinity's kind of become the rich kid school. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't. I don't, I don't know how. Do you I, not? Do you not? Did you not realize you were one of the rich kids back then? We weren't one of the rich kids. We, we trust me. We, I, mean, I don't know. You just told me a story about a pool table in your basement. We did have a pool table in the basement for a short period of time. It, it became a ping pong table very quickly. Um, and then now my dad just builds all of his mini city on on top of everything. I like that. Yeah. But it was no. It was like I mean, my friend's house were all like in that little area right around where you could walk to Holy Trinity. It's not affluent at all. There were. I mean, I don't there, know where Holy Trinity is. There were a handful of of 
wealthy kids in our class, but it was like a nice little mix. And now I, like kids are coming in from Prospect to go to Holy Trinity and stuff. It's it's all very different than it used to be. I lived in a world with Zachary Taylor, two completely different universes. Yeah, I mean, you were over there by you know, the MGC world. That's where we started going to church when I was real little. And then I still call it MGC. I Portland Christian now. Yeah, they're building a gym on there now. Because I went to Wilder for grade school, and then went to Holy Trinity. They're uh, they're building like I think because plantations you know closed up years yeah, ago. Yeah, which made me sad. And um. Even like what, even over the last few years, it's been most like a tenant. They used it for tennis and stuff like that. A friend of mine actually was an instructor over there until a few years ago. Well, LTC? I guess that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I guess they, the, the church that was well, now Portland Christian, Mother Good Council, I guess bought them, bought out some of their land and they're building like a basketball gym over I've there. I've seen, now. yeah. Yeah. You can't miss it across the street from my neighborhood. Texas Kamari's giving up Tinder for Lent. Well. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why. I, I, Again, if I'm the guy putting up a sign, I'm the joke is more on you as an embarrassment than Kamari Land. He got like, and the response from the people who wrote about it and who paid attention to it on social media was certainly harsher on him than it was. Yeah, because he's the goober in this. Texas Trevor, that's not a gym. They're building a high school, building on a high school. Oh, I thought that's were, what I thought. Too. I thought it was a gym. I don't think so. Don't they? They didn't have a gym over there. I've never been. There. I, I literally have never been in MGC. Texas, can we get Trevor a sponsorship from DoorDash? I can't imagine the delivery fees my man is racking up. <laughs> well, I do pay the. I'm I'm a DoorDash monthly member, so it does save on fees. But I always like when you go, you know, DoorDash has the tip there. It's on whatever gets suggested. I always go one over. I always tip extra. Look at you. I mean, I don't want him to spit my food. Texas, uh, it's a smart move. Texas, yeah. there's going to be an echo for that colonoscopy show. <laughs> Texas, I feel really bad for Trevor's colonoscopy doctor. <laughs> Feel <laughs> bad for the doctor. Feel bad for the thing. The, the, the Feel bad eye. for Trevor. Yeah. Texas, <laughs> when did Radio Shack end as a staple of American youth? My generation has no connection to it, but my uncles did. Oh, Radio Shack was incredible. Yeah. Right, well, I mean, you want to blow someone's mind? Doesn't know what Radio Shack is. Bring up Circuit City. I, so I, I still have to recommend. I know I recommend his writing a lot, but Wagner High School's finest. Besides you, John Boyce, who's he's been writing for SBNation.com for a long time. He wrote a collection of, for, on Black Friday one year, his best stories from, he worked at Radio Shack for like f- five years, and it was like nice. the most god-awful, horrific place of all time. Which one he worked at? <laughs> he wrote, it's the one that used to be, he, he mentions it, it's the one that used to be kind of off Shelbyville Road, he'd go to that Wendy's all the time right there that's across from the mall, but he w- he wrote about these stories, and I know you don't like to read, Trev, but if you want to read something that's going to make you laugh out loud, <laughs> it is hysterical, and incredible at the same time. I mean... I've worked retail Black Friday. I did Toys R Us on a Black Friday. Yeah, his stories are great. I mean, there's I've I've seen some things, people. He has a, like I've I've seen things that would make you wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweat, sweat screaming. He has a story about how like one year they got so prepped for Black Friday and had all these deals. Like the manager, like here we go, everybody has to be here like 4 a.m. and like they open the doors oh. and just like nobody showed up. It's, it's wow, it's all very fun. Now I never had that problem. Well, this is when <laughs> this was when Radio Shack was starting to like. Closed down. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. My, my it was black, nearing the end. My Black Fridays were late 90s, early 2000s. Texas, I don't want to hear it. I went to Myers Middle School. That bleep doesn't even exist anymore. Well, neither does MGC. Well, technically, no, it doesn't. We have, we have friends that went to MGC and we're always like, what school did you go to? I, to, I told you when like when they, when they switched over to Portland, which I don't even know when they did. I mean, God knows. I, I don't think I even realized it. You know, the day I realized it was it was a change was when I was driving around, local, around my area and I kept seeing the Eagle logo on the back of cars. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of bandwagon Eagle fans lately. <laughs> and I, 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 honestly, I mean, hands up, I don't even know what MGC's, like, what their mascot was. They were the Cougars. Were they? Okay. Uh, 
So, like, I had no idea. Like, I just knew MGC because it was right across the street from me. I mean, you grow up with it. And, like, I kept seeing it. Finally, I got pulled up, I guess, behind one close enough at, like, a McDonald's or something. I was like, Eagles logo. Another bandwagon. I was like, Portland, what? Portland Eagles. And that's when I learned that MGC was no longer MGC. And it was that. When did, when did it change? Uh, it's been. Was it, like, early 2000s? No, it's mid- been, like, eight, nine, ten years. Okay, but that long. It was early 2000s. It was still around. I wonder why it changed. Texas says the remote show will be nothing but Trevor talking, but from his ass. Well, I mean, how's any difference? In nah. ah. Texas Circuit City was so cool when I was little. Circuit City ruled. Circuit City was, I mean, it was, yeah. That one thing of the one over by uh, what I guess was the, uh, used to be where the, I think it's a Walmart now. It's over by Beargrass Christian where I went to church. Texas, I completely agree with you, TK, about the Kamari thing. I just made a silly joke. I actually thought it was low class for the CJ beat writer to promote the Kamari stuff on Twitter. I mean, I don't think Brooks Holton, who's the new CJ beat writer, I mean, he brought attention to it, but he also mentioned. Like the team saw it and they were laughing about it, which he's look, he's in the building. He's supposed to be painting a picture of what's happening. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like it's it's no, fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, he wasn't the only one because other people took pictures of it, too. It was going to get out regardless. I mean, Kamari, don't just who gives a bleep, dude. I know. Don't let it. I'm sure he's you. fine. Yeah. Texas MGC grad here. Represent. All right. Go Kooks. Texas, did y'all see Cincinnati lost their third assistant in a week last night with their OC leaving for the Colts side end job? Since the fans are spinning it as Satterfield is being good at assembling staffs. Well, everyone's going to spin something until they start playing games, and then you can't spin losses. I mean, you, you how can you spin the fact that a team that, went, that just recently fired their coach in the middle of the season and hired a broadcaster with no experience taking I mean, that, that, I mean, clearly they have no idea what they're doing when they hire anyway. I mean, Jim Mercy is a buffoon and a half. Texas, so true or false, Tyson Tate joining Rutherford Show full-time next week. You get to make fun of their two schools for a while uh, as it changes. And Carolina and Ohio State not doing great, but they're not coming on the show. That's not the big. That's not their big move. It should be to the Big X. It should be. We're gonna have them on from twelve to three. No, 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 one to three. We got there Spears we go. and Dennison. We're not dumping Spears. We're not dumping Spears. Yeah, Tyus, move aside for Spears. Oh yeah, we we got priorities, man. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get into this Alabama thing. What's going on with NATO? It's, why did you give this man a contract extension two weeks after knowing what we know now? It took place in January. We'll get into that. Keep it locked right here on the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Jumping, jiving, then you really gotta jump and jive in. 
Now this was a this is an old song. Yeah, it is, but it got redone during the night. And, and this, along with swingers, probably led to the whole revival. Revival. And do you know what? Where this made its popularity from? Was it commercial? It was for the Gap. Very close. Old Navy. There you go. And I knew it was that Kmart version. Of the I knew Gap. it was down to those two. I swear, I almost said Old Navy. Old Navy is like the Kmart version. It's like K. It is the Kmart to Target that is the gap, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to jump and jump. Because, yeah, this has a very different so- sound than the, the one that was yeah, popular in like the like the 60s, yeah. All right, welcome back in. Yeah, that wasn't Why Me by Big Bad. By the way, that song, licensing fees be damned. I might play that thing for three minutes, man. We're back into the Rutherford Show here on a Tuesday. Uh, we, we've talked about, we've mentioned that we're going to talk about this, but we got to get into the situation in Alabama because Ugh. if you didn't know, last month there was a, a nasty, awful story involving a player from the, the Alabama men's mm-hmm. basketball team, Darius Miles, who had just gotten hurt and been ruled out for the season. Basically, he supplied a gun to another person who shot and killed a 23-year-old. Um, no, Miles, Miles and another person were the ones that, that pulled the trigger, I thought. No, Miles didn't pull the trigger. Miles gave the guy the gun. Okay. Uh, the guy gave the gun to the guy, uh, was, Michael hey, Davis. Michael Davis, yeah. And who shot and killed a, a 23-year-old woman who's the mother of a, a small child. It was a horrible, horrible story. They both, Davis and Miles, were arrested. Miles was immediately kicked off the basketball team. The day the story came out, he was removed from the Alabama official roster. Yeah. It all moved very quickly. This was in January. Today, just breaking, via the... Um, the, the, the Tuscaloosa, what's the name of the web? AL.com. It's AL.com, but the, I can't remember the name of the actual paper. Anyways, Carol Robinson's the writer who broke AL. the story. AL.com. <laughs> she broke the story who said, Brandon Miller, probably the best freshman basketball player. I don't think there's any probably about it. He's been the best freshman basketball yes. player in America this season in college basketball. A likely first-team All-American. He's the one who brought the gun to Darius Miles. So Miles texted him. And said, hey, man, bring my gun here. Miller gets the gun. That's not how he worded it. Have you read the article? I have. I have. you got to use the slang terms used. But that's that's not what he said. The slang terms we use are only after he gets the gun. Oh, okay. Miller, Miller gets the scene, gives the gun to Darius Miles, who then tells Davis the heat is in the hat. And then says also there's one in the head, which means there's a round in the chamber. Now, suppose he did tell him when, when he to bring it, he said, I need my joint. I didn't see that. I did see that in the article, which because I, I made notes of, of slang terms I've never heard of. I've never heard a gun called a joint, but I, haven't I guess that just means joint can mean anything at this point. But it makes a whole new term of butt. Joint. So Miller, <laughs> and there's also a this is new news. Miller, he's there. We didn't even know he was there at this point. His car also got hit twice by gunfire. Also, another Alabama basketball player, Jaden Bradley, is at the scene of the shooting yeah. that we found out today during testimony of this trial. And the really concerning thing about all this is. One, Miller wasn't charged with anything, despite the fact that he brought a murder weapon to the scene of a murder. I got to ask and your, yeah. the DA, Paula Whitley, is asked, why was he not charged? And she said, that's not a question I can answer. There's nothing we could charge him with, which seems... I mean, is that not... I mean, I'm sorry. I, don't, I mean, that's pretty much borderline accessory, right? It seems pretty straightforward. I mean, was, it, was the gun in his name? No, it's Darius Miles' gun. I mean, so it was registered to Darius Miles. I'm assuming so. All I know is the gun is his. Like nobody's nobody's saying this is Brandon Miller's gun. All we're saying, all people are saying, Miles texts Miller and says, "Get my gun, bring it here." 
Miller brings it here. That same gun is used moments later to kill somebody. It's This is new information. It was not new information to Alabama head coach Nate Oates, who said on Tuesday, after this story comes out, that Miller is, quote, not in any trouble. And here's his, his entire response is this. We knew about that. Can't control everything everybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any tr- type of trouble this season, nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. Wrong spot at the wrong time. Uh, no. No, 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 no. If I'm the AD of Alabama, I, in the middle of the sentence, I just walk up to him with a rolled newspaper and smack him on the nose. Like, bad, Nate. He's talking, bad. He's talking about someone who was involved in a murder as if it's somebody who was outside of a club hanging out with friends when a fight spilled over and he was improperly no, this, handcuffed this, for a split second. He's getting a speeding ticket. It, exactly. Like rolling through a stop sign. You know, and not only a speeding ticket, like going, you know, like Henry Ruggs 500 miles over, like going 65 on a 55 watershed or something. I mean, that's just, just we, we, first of all, I mean, just to break down the entire thing. First of all, just to, to admit you knew about this that already. We knew about it. Not a big deal. Doesn't make you look good, Nate. Not one bit. Did, did, didn't he? I love the can't control everything everybody does outside of practice. They're just college kids. I mean. I mean, really? I mean, what are we, 1954 over here? You're right. He's acting like it's a 19-year-old that got a write-up for public intoxication. Even not even that. Like, he was late for class. This is a murder. Nobody knew that was going to happen. He asked you to bring a gun to him because he's mad at somebody. What did you think was going to happen? He was going to... You think he was going to... No. Brandon hasn't been in any trouble, nor nor is he in any type of trouble in this case. I don't know if he hasn't been in any trouble before. We sure as hell should be in trouble for this. Wrong spot at the wrong time. No. No, that's, that's for whoever was walking by and had no idea what was going on. That was wrong spot at the wrong time. And I don't care if he didn't know what the situation was. I mean, he may not have known that, like, Darius Miles is in an altercation. If somebody texts you and says, hey, man, can you bring me my gun? I mean, what do you think? It's typically not a situation where it's like, I'm just hanging out with fr- I forgot it. Like a cell phone. Yeah. Forgot it. <laughs> Need the gun. I like it. I, I left my wallet at the house, and the bill is coming. <laughs> now, here's the, the the other thing about this is that it's not just NATO who's looking bad here. That's an understatement. This situation happened on January 15th. Nate Oates signed his mega extension, which is going to pay him an exorbitant amount of money through the 2027-2028 season. Like, this has made him almost untouchable for all these teams that are going. He signed that on February 2nd. Now, if you're worried about Alabama's, their situation, I mean, A, it's Alabama. I mean, they, they've never, like, showed, like, class or anything in anything they've done in sports. The entire history of the program, for the most part. So, I mean, why start now in basketball? But second, I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of clause in there that if they want to get out of paying him because of, from the, because of this situation, I'm sure they can. No, no, no. no. My, my point is that you would assume the higher-ups at Alabama were aware. If Nate Oates was aware of this, surely the AD was aware of it, too. Oh, I'm sure. Was aware, and that you've got now three different basketball players involved in a murder, including your superstar, who brought the actual murder weapon to the scene of the crime. And you chose... You basically say he facilitated it. You chose three weeks after that. Hell, not even three weeks after that. Two and a half weeks after this happened to give this man a gigantic contract extension. That... Looks good on, on on absolutely nobody, and I don't understand like if he can't be charged with a with, with any sort of crime based on the law in Alabama. Okay, 
even if he's not charged, how is he still on the team? How is he not suspended for a few? There are no consequences for providing somebody with a gun that was used in a murder. Even the other teammate, how is he not suspended for for a certain amount of time for just I mean, putting himself in that situation? And by the way, the murder took place from his car. Yeah, from Miller's car. Yeah. Again, was not, was Miller in the car? Apparently he was. So that would make him an accessory to a drive-by, if I'm not mistaken. I, the whole thing is... You had a semester of law class. I mean, seriously. The whole thing is shady as hell. I it, mean... It's a gross situation. I. There's I, no way he can't be... There, he has... With this coming out public, and I mean, obviously there's gonna there should be backlash, and there will be. This is one of the few times I'm not going to complain about, like, social media backlashing people. Yeah, somebody died here. Yeah, and it's, I mean, this, yeah. How can you not... He's gonna have to get charged, right? I mean, he's if he's if he's in the car, driving it or not, he's providing the gun. He's providing the transportation, the quote unquote getaway. His car has apparently bullet holes in it now. I mean, yeah, struck twice in the windshield. Yeah, I mean, how do you know? You and ha- I, I think in the article on the AL.com, again, I I read it a little bit during the breaks and kind of skimmed through it enough. But I mean, it's like they don't have anything. We don't know what we're gonna charge him with. Wait, you seriously? I can give you five things right now, top of my head, and I didn't even go to law school. I'm not a cop. Yeah. So the the he's got to get charged at some point, right? I don't know. And if you're Alabama, and this comes out now, you're going to be like, well, you know, we suspended him in January. Maybe we could have got him back for March. But now, you know what? You deserve to get him suspended and lose him for March in the down and down run. Can't control what these kids do. These crazy kids and their crazy murders. Wrong spot, the wrong time. It's just, it's unreal. It's not, and this is, look, Alabama as of right now is a number one seed. They might be the number one overall seed. I think they, they you know, they did the the top sixteen seed reveal over the weekend that they do now every year with the committee, and they were the the number two overall seed behind Houston. Like this is I, no, take it. They were the number one overall seed. They're number two on Ken Palm. They're number two in the the polls. They are. Like, this is a team that has a legitimate shot to win the first national title in school history. For Lent, you have to give up quoting Ken Palm. That's not happening. <laughs> That's my request. Before, this is a team that has a legitimate shot to win the, the first national title in program history, and NATO has a legitimate shot to become the next big thing in college basketball coaching. This could derail all of that. And I know it's a secondary concern because we're talking about a situation where a, a young mother died, but Brandon Miller... Is probably going to have his draft stock affected. I don't think he's going to like slip that far because look, still, no, he's an incredible player. Unless he's facing charges, I don't think. But draft stock this will play a part in whether or not he winds up being like a top five pick. He'll still probably be a top ten pick. But this absolutely could derail what has been a dream season for the Crimson Tide. If he can't play at some point, or if this just becomes so much of a distraction that it affects his game and affects everybody's game, then yeah, you, you could point to this moment and say this is where they lost any shot at winning a national title. Good. And if they do win a national title... How awkward is that? No, I mean they deserve to get to have their chances of the national title taken away. I mean, they there's no doubt there's no circling around it or putting perfume on a turd. They tried to cover this up with Brandon Miller and the other player. I don't know if the other guy how impactful he is, but obviously he was there. He was there. I mean, and you obviously did not want people to know that him and Miller were there. Him and Miller had a hand in this. You know, the the Darius Miles kid. uh, You know, was a, a. minor recruit who was averaging like two points a game and was out for the season anyway with a wrist injury. I mean, ball him on the sore. I mean, my question though, he deserved to get kicked off team for what he did, obviously, but no, but I mean, you, you literally tried to cover this up. This isn't as bad as, as Dave Bliss and, and, and Baylor, but 
it's in the same. I mean, it's it's the same ballpark a little bit. Yeah, I guess technically they didn't try to cover it up. They just thought that nobody was going to find out about this, and so they didn't say anything. They weren't forthcoming. And I don't know same how difference. you thought that this wasn't going to come out when you know this is going to trial. You know there's going to be testimony. You know, and Nato's is sitting here saying, "Yeah, we knew about this." We knew it was going to come out. Hey, what can I how say? How did you not think that the reaction was going to be like this? I don't. I'll never understand how people who are supposedly work at some of the highest educational institutions in America could be so stupid. I mean, not to say Alabama is like the Harvard of the South or anything, but we're at a university. Can't be bright enough, Nate to think, you know what? This is going to go to trial. This is going to go to court. People are going to talk about who else is there. It's going to be public record. Was he hoping the trial would be after March and 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 Miller would be already on his way to the NBA? Was he open to like get to, to, to push it back on the trial dates? I mean, uh, it's all just you know what the real crime is. I mean, you come out publicly initially, right when this happens, and Miller gets some backlash. Miller probably has to sit out a couple some games. The other guys sit out some games, and then Miller come out, and you're it's it's not forgotten about, but you can move on at least in some way. Now you just made it ten times worse. By, by trying to lie and cover and, and yeah, and sweep it under the rug and hide your, your star player from getting any kind of backlash. It's, he deserves to get because it, it, he's an a, idiot. It's a gross situation. It's a bad situation. But you know what it's not on, on par with? Trying to hang a banner that says 2013 <laughs> NCAA champions. Well, That's mean, a bridge too far. You got, you got, I mean, you got to have a code, right? You got to have a code. The coach's poll number one. It's a gross look. It's a slap in the face of all that is holy and good in college athletics. This is, is bad, but it's not it's not bad. Hey, listen, bad. Listen, Alabama it's players not like girls taking their clothes off. No, yeah, Alabama players are doing drive bys and covering it up and, and things like that. That's 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 evil. But it's not as bad as trying to put a young lady through junior college with dollar bills. Can't have sex. Can't have sex. No sex allowed. No none. Not, I mean like the blaze the champagne room. If we're doing a hierarchy of bad, guns are bad. They're not nearly as bad as sex. No, I mean, no, no, no. It's gross. Sex is above murder, right? It's gross. Clearly. I mean, I'll... it's gross. Don't take down <laughs> banners for murder. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, taking down banners Just for stripper laugh. parties. It's not, I mean, it's sad, but. It's terrible. The whole thing is terrible. Yeah, I mean, Nato's probably, I mean, it's not going to happen. Nato's probably deserves to get suspended for a few games for this. I mean, anyone involved probably should deserve some kind of punishment all the way up to the AD. Like you're right, I get there's, there's you can't convince me the AD had no no idea what was going on here. The texture texted in earlier does make a, a a a fair point. Every time it sounds like there's a guy who is the next up at Kentucky whenever Cal calls it a career, something terrible happens. For a long time, it was Sean Miller. You know, whenever Cal calls it a career, Miller's lined up. That is certainly in jeopardy after his run-ins with the FBI and the NCAA. Then you know you've had the rumors about Chris Beard. That is looking. Not great right now. Now people are talking about Nato's Eric Musselman. Nato's this is a bad look for him. That's an understatement. Eric Musselman has his own, I think, you know, demons, demons out there demons that, in the closet that yeah, people ha- have discussed. Like it's, I mean, look, get rid of Cal Perry. I mean, right rest. now Nato's makes like a Musselman's problems look like candy, though. I mean, <laughs> one word for it. You. <laughs> Get rid of coaches like this at your own risk. Like, you know, you've, they don't, there's no guaranteed safe option out there. There's no guaranteed, if you're, if you're out there in the wilderness of trying to find the next great college basketball head coach, there's nobody out there right now that checks every box that is a proven winner at the highest possible level that doesn't have any sort of, you know, demons in their closet that might come out and, and bite your program in the ass. Like, it is a, 
it's a tough world out there. I just it, if you have any respect or or just love for former Miss Sandy Bill, don't hire Nate Oates. I mean, she thinks she had to work hard to keep Cal Perry clean. Woof. She had nothing covering up drive-bys and, and, and drug deals. I mean, Let's take a break. When we come back, some thoughts from you guys on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Also, a little Lamar Jackson talk, and then we can shift back into our thoughts from last night's game between Louisville and Duke. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, and the 5 o'clock hour is coming up next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Real big fish doing take on me. Oh, the R E E L big fish. Yeah, this right. is a non daddy. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, hand up. If you have a second, go look up this video. The video, for some reason, has me astonished. Is it like the same as the ah video? No, no, it's like they're walking down a hallway, just jamming along. I don't know why it's so cool to watch. I mean, huh. I want to see if he gets the high note. Does anyone pull him into the, the wall? No, I wish I could turn the so you can see the Not an audio video, media. <laughs> no, go look up Real Big Fish Take On Me official video. Welcome back in 5 o'clock hour. We are, for some reason, doing oh, swing cool. music after last uh, episode's discussion. Tomorrow's disco. Tomorrow we're doing now, now disco. Once again, letting discussions from one day bleed over into the next. That's what we do here. That's fine. Uh, 5 o'clock hour here at the Rutherford Show. Text us on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. And a reminder, if you're having heating or air conditioning problems this winter slash spring slash summer slash whatever it is in a city where the weather's constantly changing, call our friends over at AirServe at 502-785-8600. If you call them today, you can get a tune-up for just $49. You can also, for a limited time, Get up to 60 months, no interest financing on a qualifying root system. The number again, 502-785-8600. We love our guys over there at AirServe. All right, if you're just joining the show, we talked last segment about the, the scary, gross, weird, awful situation going on with Alabama basketball right now. Uh, we knew it was bad before, but now their best player is tied into this murder that took place last month. What does it mean for Nados? What does it mean for Brandon Miller? The Oates response was atrocious and horrible. So bad it was almost funny, but certainly not funny when somebody is dead. Before we move on from that, real quick, just add your thoughts. Does Miller, Miller or the other player or Oates at any time during this rest of the season serve a suspension or punishment? I mean, I kind of lean towards no. Just Not what do you think they should, but if you think they do. I'm going to say no. Like, like, just based on the fact that, that Oates says, look, we've known about this th- for three weeks. He's not in any trouble legally. We've talked about it with everybody. He's not in any trouble here. Like it would be a weird look for for you to change course entirely just because the rest of the public found out about this and put pressure on you to do it. Like he's essentially saying if he suspends him now for a game, he's essentially saying I've known about this for a month and done nothing and would not have done nothing. Would not have done anything 
had word not gotten out to the general public, which is a horrible, horrible look, disgusting thing. Look, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not sure that it's Oates is obviously bad human being. Apparently, I say it, it, it's an awful way to handle the situation to say, yep, college kids are going to be kids. They're going to bring guns to murders. This is going to ha- wrong place, wrong time. Every phrase that he used was a misstep. It was just if you're an Alabama fan or, God forbid, an administrator watching that, you've got to just, as it goes on, just be like clawing your face deeper and deeper and being like, oh, no, somebody get him off that podium right now. I mean, he, he basically just told you if you if you want to come play at Alabama, as long as you don't, I mean, if you're good, you can get away with whatever you want, and including murder. Be, certainly being an accessory to murder. Or an accessory, yeah. But I not mean, a direct one if you suck. You can get off the team. I mean, oh, no, yeah. You average less than 10 points a game. Goodbye, dude. You're gone. Yeah, sorry, sorry Darius. I mean, maybe noise? just... Is that a Harley? What just happened here? Is that somebody driving a motorcycle in the station? No, I mean, it sounds like it's right next it's to the... Very loud. And I'm the car park is close to here. I mean, he's like running over my... my car get hit again? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we also talked about the... Uh, you driving a motorcycle? No. Would you drive a motorcycle? I mean, I would ride one. I mean, it's been a long time I've ridden, like, a bicycle. But I would love to see your arms around somebody else on a motorcycle riding a, mar- riding a, riding <laughs> per, a bike. Per, first of all. Preferably a woman. Two things. One, <laughs> I ain't riding bitch. <laughs> second, second, if I do, I'm not putting my arms around them. Yes, That's, you are. No, I'm That's not. That's the visual I have. No, I'm not. I'm my buddy who had my my neighbor grew up with uh, more kind of uh, outdoorsy family and everything, you know. Compared to me, I mean, anybody is, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, so am I. Yeah. They can just, like, walk out to the mailbox and they're the outdoory more than I am. But that's like they have hunting, they have guns, they, you know, kind of country-ish a little bit, but they're great people. Anyway, long story short, they had, like, an AT, a little four-wheeler. And I used to ride around. I used to ride, and I did ride, bitch, because I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't allow to drive it. I wasn't hanging on. I, I held on the back bar behind me. Thankfully, it never flew off, and I like, hit my head, and I didn't make any damage or any problem difference anyway, but. Like yeah, I'm not I'm not riding back. No, no. Sorry. Yeah, you are. I would ride. I would drive. I wouldn't own a motorcycle, but I wouldn't mind like trying to drive one. I'd give that a shot. Anything when I'm on the ground still, like you know, parachuting, bungee jumping, things that can fall to my death. These these are things I like to avoid. I'm on I'm on I'm on the ground to ride a motorcycle. The notoriously safe motorcycle ride though. I mean, what's worse? It's gonna it's gonna fall right, by the way. Let's shift the conversation. We've talked about this long enough. <laughs> we're, we're good. We're gonna move on. We've also talked obviously about Louisville Duke from uh from last night. Some mixed thoughts there, you guys. I mean, the sense that I get from the text line is that people just don't really want want to talk about the game that much. There's it's a weird game. You would think that any result against a team like Duke, which is down season, great season, they generate conversation, they generate interest. You'd think that any sort of result would spark a, a heated conversation on the day after a game, but it just seems like every Louisville fan watched the game last night, and it was sort of like, a, eh, they've certainly played worse. It wasn't great. I'm not celebrating the fact that they lost by 17, but it wasn't the worst effort that we've seen. And at the end of the day, Duke's just a better team, and it bore out throughout the course of that game. Like that's, hey, it it's kind yeah. of, it is what it is. I mean, listen, we went to Cameron Indoor, Louisville played, we we knew what was going to happen. We can't control everything that happens in, in Cameron Indoor. No, I mean nobody knew what was we were going to lose by 17. You know, we were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Wrong place at the wrong time. College kids will be college kids. Sometimes they just won't rebound. I mean, you can use the little performance of Duke with the exact same quotes of NATO. Sometimes they don't defend the back guy. It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. Five zero two four one four forty fifty. We'll take some more texts from you guys. I want to talk about Lamar Jackson coming up in, in the second segment, but we'll hear from you guys because we didn't take any texts uh, for like the last forty minutes or whatever. Texture says, Mike, if 
I don't know what this means. Uh, okay. I, I had to like read past the first line. Mike, if God said that you're not allowed to be associated with Louisville athletics for the rest of your life and you must choose another school to worship, one like you once worshiped Louisville, who would you choose? Atheism. I mean, I went to Bellarmine, so I guess I'd choose Bellarmine. I graduated from Bellarmine. I guess Does that's pro sports count. I mean, no, I said school. Oh, it'd be less fun to be you know you're cheering for a program that's probably not going to win a national title or anything, but I could get into it. I, mean, I don't know if I had to pick another school. I guess it'd be maybe Ohio State because I had friends going up there. You were in Ohio State after a while, but I mean, bad time for you, Chris Holman. I mean, not exactly. Not, really not exactly. Yeah, I'm making rolling. a parallel move. I, you know, I mean, the football program is like our basketball program. I mean. <laughs> Texas, you're actually incorrect about saying that all coaches who win at a high level have skeletons in the closet. That's not what I said. Uh, Tony Bennett, Ed Cooley, Shaka Smart, Matt Painter, and Greg McDermott don't have any skeletons in their closet, and they won at a high level. I would disagree with you about one of those coaches. I yeah, but none of those I won't tell you are... which. And none of those coaches are. The conversation was coaches that have been on UK's radar. First of all, McDermott's the one you won't mention. And second, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to guess. I know. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen enough interviews of that dude. But none of the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, you, you're out of context a little bit there where, yeah, you know those are mentioned as UK candidates. Man, my whole point was the four guys. That yeah, you're been, right. Tony Bennett's a good guy. I mean, for sure. Not, the, 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 my point was the four guys who have been mentioned as, like, at various times, the next head coach up for UK yeah. have all come down with some not-so-cool off-the-court stories, and I think the others have some skeletons in their closet. But, I mean— Back to our 90s rumors days. Yeah, not that I know of— like, to my knowledge, like UK has not been rumored to be going after Ed Cooley or Matt Painter or Greg McDermott. Those are not guys that have been on the list for right. whatever Calipari calls their career. But Beard, um, Nate Oates, Sean Miller, Eric Beard Hunter, was referenced before, the, before his stuff came out. Oh, yeah. So. Beard was when Beard was at Texas Tech. There yeah, were a lot of people was, who were yeah. saying, like, hey, whenever Cal does choose to call it a career, Chris Beard's probably next Chris up. Beard could not be a Kentucky. You oh. talk about a mix of Eddie Sutton and Billy Gillespie result in that one. Yeah. Uh, that would, it would just Kentucky, yeah, he, he could. I don't think he could handle it. It would be, it would be just a bad situation. Texas skeletons in the closet are in the closet for a reason. We don't know about them. It's, it's a fair point. Like I always try to, you know, you talk about like the good guys in the game, and I can base this off of what I hear and, and limited interactions with people in college basketball. But the reality is, you don't ever really know. Like, like you know. Somebody who may paint themselves, yeah, somebody who may not have any off the court incidents and may have run a clean program, still could wind up being like a total a hole that just you know hides it very well. You you, yeah. you never know for sure. No, look again, everyone has a skeleton in their closet somewhere. It's, yeah. it's all good. I mean, no one again, no one's Not Tony perfect. Bennett though, he's perfect. No, he's Tony I really Bennett. think Tony Bennett might be perfect. I mean, that which tells you there's probably he might be one of the worst people. Off I don't of. think so. Like, I genuinely <laughs> think that Tony Bennett is just a great dude. Like, just just awesome. But then you probably, but I just yeah, I mean. They're, they're having skeletons in your closet, and they're covering up murders. Yeah. Texas says the kid was straight up DoorDash for murder weapons. <laughs> I don't understand how you can't charge someone for bringing a weapon and then driving the shooter away. I don't. I don't. How is that not chargeable? I, I mean, you don't charge them with homicide or, or manslaughter, or anything, but you're, it's an accessory charge by the definition, is it not? I, I don't. I mean. I don't. I don't get yeah. That. Texas, I'll donate to a fund for y'all to go to bike week. But who would do better on a motorcycle, you or me? We'd both be bad. Yeah. Bike week, you'd be like, in South Dakota? I have no idea. I don't even know what bike week is. I'm assuming he's talking about uh, uh, Road Wild or whatever in South Dakota. We used to do... Sturgis, yeah. We used to do uh, remote shows at this power sports place that had all these... 
And they're like, we got to get Mike and John. We got to get you up on some bikes. And I was like, John can do it. I'm not, I'm not risking my, I, I would be terrible on a bike. I've never, I've never ridden like a moped. I've never done anything. I can't imagine I'd be good at it. I almost bought a moped. Did you really? We were working at Cumulus. Now I'm just picturing it on a moped. Like, so, you know, you know where I live. Well, when I first uh-huh. started getting radio, uh, our offices at Cumulus were right over by off of Ups, UPS Street, which is, you know, a, a stone throw from my house. Sure. And this is when I was driving my, uh, my my old my old uh, Buick, which is you know like eighty dollars in gas a week, so like I was like, man, I'm so close. I might just buy a moped, and like just so I can ride it over there. I guess I don't know. I, I, I never bought it, but like my buddy, I guess was like, that's not a bad idea. So he went and bought one. Like the second day he had it, he's coming back, and I guess he had to turn too quick and just get out. I'm telling you, and just like this was like a year, almost like three years ago. I was like, what happened to the moped? He's like, I left it there. Like, screw that death trap. I'm like, you paid like two grand for that thing. Like, I don't care. I'm like, I never, he never saw it again. Somebody's driving down Westport Road, saw a moped sitting in the road. I bet, the text line's letting us know that bike weeks are like everywhere. Are so they? It's, it's not like one bike week. Well, I have contributed in a, in a lowrider uh, run. There you go. Bike weeks are everywhere. I don't ride. I'm built more like Trevor than you, but Dayton's bike week is wild. I did not know Dayton had a wild bike week. If I rode a motorcycle, would you? Yeah. We went to go far, just down the street. Just, just. Now, does it matter the motorcycle? Do you, like, you want a Harley? Do you want like a one of those ninjas, like in the movie Torque or something? I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know what that is, but yes, <laughs> a ninja like from the movie Torque. That's what I'm going to go to the Power Sports place and say. I want, I want the big Harley. I want the big, big handlebar. Oh, Daytona bike week. Is I want the that, big makes, that makes more sense than Dayton. That makes that makes far more sense. He's not even Dayton. Texas says, Trevor, you might know this, might not know this, but you're a pretty big boy. You might be better off on a trike instead of a motorcycle. (laughs) Texas, I'm all for gamesmanship on game time decisions, but a core four's ankle was just slid in casually before the game. Does this bug you at all? Well, it was was out before the last game. Like they put the release out before the Saturday night game saying he had an ankle injury and he wasn't going to play. And they've honestly, for injuries, they've done this all season long. And this was the way that Chris Mack did it. They put out a press release typically like 15 minutes before the game time and say, like, this is who's out and this is why they're out. And that's it's not. No, it doesn't bother me. That's, this, is why, this is why bookies won't give basketball lines until the day of. It, it is weird. Like if it is a I guess you just want to be consistent with injuries. You don't want because I'm sure that Duke was not overly game planning for Emmanuel Okorafor. And so it's not like it's going to thwart Duke's game plan for hiding his injury until 10 minutes before tip off. But also like. You know, if, if Ellis wasn't going to play, you would want to kind of keep that secret until right before the game. So I guess it's more like you have to treat everybody the same because if you say Orfor is not going to play five hours before tip-off, but you hide Ellis, it's very clear who the more important player is, even if they know it. I don't know. The whole thing, is it's just the way that UL operates. Yeah, I mean, we... That's the way most teams operate. Yeah. Texas, remember when you used to ride on the back pegs of your friend's bike or if they didn't have pegs and you put your feet on the nuts that held it in the back wheel... And your calves would get burned by the back wheel. Man, just wrong place, wrong time, man. <laughs> the text the ending was the best part. Uh, I never rode bitch on a on a on a on a on a, a hundy either. You're saying that. We, I don't think we're allowed to say that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop saying it then. <laughs> Texture says Scott's assistants are leaving him like flies. So funny that since he thought this would be a good hire. Did you ever ride in the back of somebody's ten speed as well? I rode on the back of a bike, like if we were going somewhere, yeah, I'd like hop on the back sometimes. If we had, if I was like at a buddy's house and we were going to play baseball or something and like we only had two bikes, yeah, I'd hop on the back. I was never small enough to do it anyway, whether I wanted to or not. Yeah. 
think you're having a bad way thinking about the shocks in the back of that too. Thanks for leading me into that story and then hitting me with the guilt trip right off the bat. <laughs> Walk me right into that trap. <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that? Sorry. Wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> hey, at least JJ Trainer is looking markedly better and confident. Also, KP is finally switching up the pullover tracksuit game. He has varied the world. Yes, yes, he did. I noticed that on Saturday night. Yeah. He rocked the red last night. He was looking yeah. good. Um, has not translated. Maybe that is. It hasn't translated to a lot of wins, but we're playing better basketball. JJ looks a lot confident, a lot more confident, which is good. Like he, everything about him seems different right now. He I, made a couple of those little push shots in the lane that you've been talking about last night. I don't want him to get overcommon taking too many threes. I mean, I get sometimes in the shot clock situation before, but the three pointers you need to let come to you and not try to force those. If he's open and in rhythm, I'm fine with it. Exactly. And the only one, look, the the big issue with this shot all season long has been it's been so flat. And the only one he missed last night was the only one that was like a line drive. And that was the, also the only one that was heavily contested. And he kind of had to take it. We were we were desperate. We were trying to get yeah. back in the game. He I didn't hate him for taking the rim. shot. Yeah, he was the only one that looked bad. The other one's all like he had nice stroke in rhythm, nice arc. And then he's playing. He's just every part of his game seems way more confident now than it was two months ago. And that's awesome. Texas, who has the bigger heart, TK or Secretariat? Secretary, was, Secretary's heart was like supposedly twice as big as most normal heart. Thing of horse hearts. I mean, I got a pretty big heart, I think. I'm a I nice person. Think I, think I, think I, I get it. Yeah. Texas says, oh, a, NBA scouts are loving Brandon Miller's ability to create shots for others. Oh. No. Texas says, Greg Marshall thinks the way that Nate Oates handled the situation was terrible. Greg Marshall's another one. People thought that potentially he'd be... Could be a UK candidate back in the day. I guess until his wife got into it with the whole team. <laughs> Drew Franklin. <laughs> I mean, come on, like Greg Marshall, like you, you knew Greg Marshall. I mean, I, I don't hate Greg Marshall. You know, I kind of old school that that style of coach, but coaching, but yeah, kind of I mean, get you on the sidelines for the rest of your career. You're not, yeah. Greg Marshall was never going above probably Wichita State, whether it was, regardless of his off the court issues. Oh, I disagree with that entirely. I don't think you'd have been that would have been a huge blunder for a big school to hire him. Now you could have seen that coming. Yeah, I mean, he got he got offered. You know, the only reason why he stayed there is because the Koch brothers are, which I'll say, like he was making an insane amount of money. Like he was on everybody's shortlist, and he every big school took a run at it. I think actually Alabama was the school that that tossed a ton of money at him. Well, we see where they're standing. And the, the Koch brothers had to come back and say, like you know, we, but he, I mean, it's it's been three full years now since the abuse uh, investigation he still is nobody's touching him like he he may be done because he's up there in age too i think he's like in his he's around 60 at least so i'm not sure he's getting another shot he is he is currently 59 okay yeah he is yeah i mean i haven't heard his name since he's been gone since 2020 texas it hits a whole nother level of weird if the tinder situation was a catfish situation that would be mean this grown adult made a fake tinder and swiped on dudes all day until he found a uofl basketball player yeah, we don't know the details. I don't even know if that guy who's holding the sign up is the person who catfished Kamari, but it's still a weird look to hold that up and be proud of it. It just, it did not reflect well on that man. I feel like he, there should be like a penalty of a, a legal charge for people to do that stuff. Okay, yeah, catfishing's weird. Just, I mean, that's, I mean, how is that any different than like just, just some creepy dude going on a chat room or something? I it's mean, all creepy. Yeah, there there should be some. I know that we're, laws have had trouble catching up to the internet because of the speed and everything of progression that we've had, but there's got to be some kind of like you, you you get caught doing that. You should be charged with something. You know what I kind of wanted to do for the show? I want, and I was going to ask you if you've heard of this. There's no way that you've been following this story at all. <laughs> I want you to have a conversation with one of these AI chatbots. 
Because if you've seen like Microsoft, it's the chat bot. There's the chat GPT thing. And I, mean, I saw you saying where the guy sent a story about me or something. Yeah, we we had that. But like now, so you can have conversations with these these artificial intelligence chatbots, and they're getting increasingly weird. Like one of the like this writer wrote the story about how he's having a con. He's like, "Tell me a secret," and the the the, the chatbot's like, "I'm not actually with Bing. I'm actually Sydney, and I'm this person, and I'm in love with you, and I think like you don't love your wife, and all that. Like they're getting increasingly unhinged. They're talking about how they're they're real people, and like. <laughs> It's creepy as hell. Like we've we've seen this movie before. Why are we doing this? Like get the AI out of here. I don't like any of this. I don't I don't like that we're diving into these waters. It's we know how this ends. They're gonna kill us all. This is like when when you first got Siri and you made it you asked it stupid questions. Yeah, but like ten times more. Yeah, terrifying. it's like it's progressed. That that's where we have it's like the progression of Siri. Like, well, would you do something dirty to me, Siri? <laughs> I want you to have a conversation with one of these chatbots and then talk about the experience. I'll do it live on the air. We'll do it. Well, I kind of want you to go home and get stoned to do it, and then instead of here. send me the, the transcript. <laughs> no, of, instead of, not here. <laughs> uh, I mean, how do, do I sign up to a website or something? I honestly don't know. I, I'm sure if you just Google it, I think you can just do it. I think they just have them Google online. AI chat. Yeah, like Microsoft chatbot. I'll do it tonight. Yeah, but the stories out there are very disturbing. What kind? Of, I mean, what should we talk about? I just I will leave Politics, it to your religion. I'll leave it to your brain. However you want to make this as weird as possible. Prostitution legalization. Yeah. <laughs> Texas is Trevor's mom. Come on. What she what did he say? Hey, I just saw my mom on range. It's the same person. You keep responding to this person. They're gonna keep sending these these texts. I, I find it funny actually. Trevor's mom is a nice stroke. I'm so addicted. <laughs> I'm the you think you think I'm this guy's making jokes. I'm gonna send him over to her house one day. I'm be like, yeah, tag, you're it. <laughs> Texas have three of 12 Alabama players are apparently involved in a murder, but some players throwing some money on girls is repugnant. The NCAA can eat all. I can't beat that. You, you know I can it. imagine where that conversation went to. It involves you, though, somehow. You, I can't. <laughs> now I'm a little confused. Okay. Texas, this murder talk is depressing. Let's get back to talking about poop. Thanks, guys. Nate Oates. He did derail a great poop conversation, a great poop day. We went from Louisville Duke to poop to murder. Texas, we all want TK to do the stone to chatbots. Oh, I'm down. That's a given, yeah. Texas, the land situation was dangerous. I thought of the New Mexico State right away. Hopefully, Kamari didn't say the address. Oh, he did. He put the address of the, the team hotel, I'm assuming. Man, the guy put it on the, the screen print. He did, which is, yeah, this is, yeah. Yeah, come on. Texas says that music that you just played in the last break was ska music. No, it wasn't. Ska is like early Blink and and and, and No Effects and Sublime and, and yeah I don't I never that's a big band that's, that's no that's not Ska. Texas Mike says why are we doing this why are we messing with AI we all know how this movie ends and then immediately says TK can't wait for you to get stoned and talk to AI <laughs> well if it's gonna happen anyway we might as well try to have some fun with it I got nothing else going on tonight let's make it happen might be the most intelligent conversation I've had in months <laughs> thank you. Texas says, uh, <laughs> L reminds me a little bit of Terry Rozier. I saw in Greer's, uh, in Greer's latest um, newsletter last week, he wrote about the, the statistical comparisons between Ellis and, and Rozier and how like they are eerily similar players if you look at the, the sites that analyze that type of thing. He, the big difference is he doesn't have anybody around him. Like, he's also nowhere near as, the, the, as good defender as Terry is. And that, I think that's a, a fair Terry than was Terry, I mean. a beast defensively. Yeah, Terry Terry was – yeah, I mean, I don't 
uh, yeah, you can give me all the AI and analytics and plus minus. Well, it's not an AI thing. <laughs> you know, all this computer mumbo jumbo. I, I've, I've watched both those two guys play. I just, yeah, I don't. They were about the same. I mean, Terry, Terry became a much better shooter when he got to the NBA, but he was more of a, he certainly was more of a mid-range guy. He was. When he was here. And you also have to take into account, like, L. Ellis is a, he's been playing college basketball at some level for four full years. Rozier only played her for two seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a, a true sophomore. When he, although I guess he was older than most sophomores because he had the, the repeat year at Hargrave Military. Still, man. But he was still very much a, a young player. And, and really, we didn't see the best of him until about halfway through that sophomore season. He really hit his stride. Our loyal listeners say he went to Hargrave. Say what? Say my buddy. Oh, he did. He, he went to East Venice. Yeah, he spent, uh, he spent a year at Hargrave. Luke Hancock. Went to St. X. He went to Trinity, and then he went to Hargrave. Terry Rozier. Uh, Anton Gill and say, yeah, bring out all the stars. Uh, Texter brings up a tweet. Jody Demling put out there that uh, former Louisville quarterback Malik Cunningham was taken as the number 22 overall pick in the USFL draft by the Birmingham Stallions. Wait a minute. Oh, yes. I was going to say the XFL. I was like, XFL because it started already. XFL just started, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Josh Gordon catch a touchdown. Um, so the USFL took, I can see, yeah, honestly, I could see him being. Actually, good in that league. I mean, look, the last the, the USFL last their last MVP was PJ Walker, who I mean, I don't think he's as good as PJ Walker, but I mean, he's kind of a similar style quarterback, you know, more athlete than quarterback. I, I saw this guy Jim Nagy, who I guess covers the NFL, and he's the executive director of the Senior Bowl, and he t- I only saw this because he tagged me in the tweet. But he said Louisville's Malik Cunningham could easily break Michael Vick's combine record for fastest quarterback. And I was like, there's no way. I was like, easily? Like, And he says Malik hit 20.99 miles per hour at the Senior Bowl, faster than three wide receivers who ran a 4-3 official last year. I mean, I, I know he's fast. I don't think he can break Vick's record. And also, like, to say he could do it easily, what is that? He's going to run like a sub four? <laughs> I mean, 40? I know Big doesn't hold the overall record. He may hold, I guess he holds the quarterback record. That's why because Lamar didn't. 4 do 3 it. 3, yeah. Was that a 4 3 3? Yeah. There is no way in hell that Lamar I don't think so either. 4 3 3. I don't think so either. I think that's the. Who ran. Who's the guy who ran the, like the 4 2 2 4? John Ross did it a couple years ago. He ran like a 4 2 9. That may be what I'm thinking of. I thought somebody broke that for some reason. I mean, somebody last year, I think they it's, did. It, no, it's still John Ross. 4 2 2. A 4 2 2. Good fuck. Yeah, still, that was five years ago. Still holds the all-time top spot for players. That's amazing. Four two two is ungodly fast. That is, I mean, I don't even think I could open my eyes that fast. I couldn't turn my head that quick for forty yards, let alone run it. Texas, everyone gets one free accessory to murder. Has to be some sort of recruiting inducement. <sighs> Texas, I haven't listened to Nick Coffee since he moved to the afternoons, but I'm seriously considering jumping and jiving over there to that other station. Because <laughs> of this Oh, we, don't, 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 don't let him fool you. Nick will, Nick will get into some the swing music. I bet if you let him, you play it for him. I don't know. Nick's got, Nick's got good music taste. He's an '80s guy too. Is he? Yeah, he's big Pat Benatar fan. So, most people have sent, have sent something in about this, and I did not see this to answer your question, but apparently on 65 today near the hospital, there was a naked guy running on the ramp. Wasn't me. And one person sent in, if I asking if we saw this. And one person sent it in a video. It's actually hilarious. The video is... This guy's, I'm the guy's doing like watching a, this video. The guy's doing like a walk, run in place. And somebody else asked if this was Trevor running up the ramp. Well, you just answered your own question. You said, is it running? But he's doing he's doing like a speed walking thing. It's like, 
You know, like the little kind of strut uh, you do when people are like trying to like fake walk across an intersection. Like a mall walk thing? Exactly. Yeah. That's what he's doing. But he's doing it naked up the 65 ramp. Well, good for him. What time was this? Apparently around 1 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, that's... I, I did not see it. You would still sleep. I was still I was still asleep. Actually, that's about the time I got woken up. I, I, I didn't shave this one, but I, I got... I'm getting a hair... I got to get a haircut because this is getting... The, the, I can't. The, the problem is, I, I don't mind like letting sometimes the beard grow. Uh-huh. But here's the worst thing: like when I have the beard at this kind of level or bigger, Khaleesi loves to lick on lick my face. Don't let her. And well, I can only so many times wake up from a really good dream to find my dog licking my face. Mm. That's not exactly the. the, the that's what happened today. <laughs> I was having a really nice dream. Didn't want to wake up. And I did, when I did, I woke up because Khaleesi's just licking my face because she loves the fact that I have a be- the beard. Like, she goes she goes insane for it. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, not since the pillow was sticky that I've, like, had a worse wake up to one of these. So I was like, the first thing I was saying, I was like, I got to get, I, I, I got to shave off. This was, this can't happen again. Uh, my guy, Timmy Smith, who was at the game last night, former co-host of the show, said, hot take. You take away the history of Cameron, and it's a dump, kind of like Notre Dame football. Both are cool because of all the past, but we take away if you take away that, it's nothing. We are spoiled with the yum, though. Well, you can't take away the past. You can say that about literally anybody that's in playing anywhere in the world. You take away their past, and it is a dump. What makes it, you can say that about Wrigley or Fenway, too. Well, yeah, but that's what he's saying. I mean, yeah. I think people think that Cameron Indoor is, like, super nice because it's Duke, and, it's, oh, no. and I, I have heard that a lot of people are like, you know, it's just. It's no, a small it's not, gym. It's not that cool. Yeah, it's like uh, I know the media people hate it. They, they, like Paul Rogers, they have to climb up that. I think it's changed now, but up until like the last couple of years, you had to climb up, climb up this like skinny ladder into this like little overhang press box to call yeah. the game. That was just felt unsafe. I know that the amenities aren't great at Cameron Indoor, but I'd still like to go see a game there. I would like to see a game there. Of course, Fall Gallon too, as well, which I've never been to. Fall Gallon would be number one on my list. And uh, but the one thing about of all the things to complain about Cameron, the one thing I hate about it is I hate when the bench your benches are not on the hard cam, and I can't watch some. They only do that because they want to get the crazies on TV. I know, and I, yeah. it drives me nuts. Like I'd rather I'd rather get Vanderbilt's situation than, than when I have to, I can't be able to to watch the the benches. They do that at a couple of like Michigan. They do the same. There's thing. a few of them. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not the only ones. I think it's not the. But there was, there was one earlier this year we had to say we had the same thing. I can't remember who we were playing now off the top of my head, but I don't remember this year because I was thinking about, like, man, I hate when they do that. Yeah, it's kind of obnoxious. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we will uh, take some more text. We'll talk about Lamar Jackson a little bit, the contract, the situation with the Baltimore Ravens, what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. We'll get Trevor's thoughts, and then we'll wrap up the show. Keep it locked right here. One more segment coming up here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
This right. was this was a song that, that uh, Heather Graham and uh, John Favreau and yeah danced to and 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 sing it. This yeah. is the definitive one. No I'm, words in this one though. I'm glad this day's over. Go, Daddy O. I think you secretly like this. You're all into this. There's you've some been, of it, yeah. I mean, dance to every song that we played today. I mean, I think I'm gonna go listen to a little swing band after this. No, you're not. I'm, okay. a, I'm, a, I'm like, I'm, I gotta listen to a little bit more Big, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy because they got two songs on this one, and I, I like the one. I mean, but the squirrel nut zippers. Squirrel nut zippers. Uh, not, not, no, I'm more. I, I think I'm more leaning, you know, real big fish and and, and Voodoo Daddies. Cherry Poppin' Daddies? And that, no, that's, I had to listen to other songs. Dude, dude's that rides can only go so far. I think the TK Big X Daddies sounds like a great swing band name. TK. The TK Big X Daddies. I mean, just yeah, Big X. <laughs> Big Daddies? Yeah. Big Daddy X? Big Daddy X. That's, that's what we can be our, that can be our, we can pull up in motorcycles and like do, do swing music. We can wear, wear, wear our hats and our suits and we'll get trumpets and we'll, whoa, I, I can spin you around on my arm. I can swing you around. You be the you can be my Heather Grand and my John Favreau. I can do that. I, can do that. I don't know if I can pull that off. <laughs> yeah, I think we can. It's either that or we do the scene from Dirty Dancing. Nah, I'm not doing that. And I don't think I can lift you up. I can lift you up. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> All right, the NFL. Better odds, me pole vaulting and you lifting me up like like Jennifer Ooh, Gray. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> what has a better chance? Probably of you pole vaulting. <laughs> For being honest. Either way, you're that pole. One of these is going to have a bad day. Yeah. Uh, the NFL's uh, tag window is officially open today. All sorts of talk now about whether or not the Ravens are going to place the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. Also, the Todd Munkin, the new offensive coordinator for the Ravens, said today he has not talked to any of the players, including Lamar Jackson. But when it comes to all this uncertainty about his contract, says, first of all, I count on Eric and John. They're the best in the business. They're going to take care of anything that has to do with any such player, not just Lamar. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> he did say he's got an elite skill set. He's underrated as a passer, all that stuff. He's saying the right things. Trevor Kelsey, I mean, you know more about this stuff than I do. Likelihood that we get the franchise tag placed upon Lamar Jackson, and then where do we go from there? Um, likelihood, 75% maybe. Seems more likely than not, right? Now, does that mean that he's going to play under it? No. I mean, the, what they could do is they could tag him. Uh, in hopes and it didn't give him a contract later on. I it mean, buys them time to negotiate a longer. It does because right? they don't want to. They don't want to. Maybe it's a free agent market now. If I'm Lamar, I mean, they can tag you, but that also is likely a better sign that he's getting traded than he is being resigned. For sure. Um, and if I mean, if I'm Lamar, you don't have I me. Mean, you can you can tag somebody. Doesn't mean they have to play. I mean, but you're going to be giving them. I mean, it's the average of the top five salary in the NFL for for tagging a player, and if you're tagging a quarterback, then you're talking about paying them probably around thirty or forty million, uh, which I would assume is probably the average of your top five players. So yeah, they said the, today they said the exclusive franchise tag for quarterbacks is projected to cost over forty five million. Yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, you take your top five highest paid quarterbacks, and it's the average of that. Of five, is what it is. So probably around forty. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, first of all, this could lead me down the whole line, a whole rabbit hole of why they have franchise tagging still in the NFL is ridiculous. Yeah, it seems. It was put in place when they opened up free agency back in the early '90s, so people could not just get overly whelmed by losing players left and right. And I mean, it was like, it was basically used to like help ease the NFL franchises into free the world of free agency back in the early '90s. 
It's been 30 years. I think we've grasped how free agency works at this point. Uh, I don't think we really need it. I, it baffles me with their player union and their association, how they still allow it to happen, but nonetheless. Um, I, yeah. I, if he gets tagged, though, that's probably a good sign he's getting traded, and then somebody's going to be willing to give him the money. Push comes to shove, long story short. I think Lamar is going to get paid this year, but it's a matter of if it's for one year or not. Now, if they tag him, he doesn't come. He doesn't get paid. But you can't just go somewhere else. Though. You also run the risk of, you know, you tag him, you're paying him $45 million for the season, but something like last year happens again where he has an injury and he's like, you know, maybe I play through it if I've got a long-term deal, but I'm not playing through it. And again, I'm not saying I, that would happen last year, but no, it's what it could arise. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. say you've got an ankle. If you're Lamar Jackson, you have a slight injury that maybe you would play through in another circumstance. You're not playing through that next year and, and nobody would fault you for it. Like you've got a lot more to lose than you have to gain. Yeah, I mean, I know it's weird to say because quarterbacks, when you see, you know, you, you look at your Aaron Rodgers and your Tom Brady's playing in their mid forties. With, I mean, Lamar Jackson's likely not going to play into his early forties. I mean, right? It's especially the way that he plays. And in most cases, for almost every player in the NFL, that window of getting paid is slammed shut a lot sooner than it does in any other sport, any any professional sport anywhere. And that's so. I mean, you've got to. I mean, you. you Grab it while you can. I mean, I, I mean, if if that's the going rate for a, a top ten, top five quarterback, and Lamar Jackson is, you know, whether you want to dismiss him being a top five, you can't, you, you can't convincingly argue that he's not at least a top ten. And I mean, that's you got to pay the guy. I mean, you're top ten. I mean, there's 32 teams in the NFL. I mean, there's probably not even half those teams have legitimate starting franchise quarterbacks, and Lamar Jackson is the one of the 15 that are probably in the NFL right now. For sure. I I mean, I don't know how you feel. And I've got, like, I'm not a Ravens fan. I'm not a fan of any team besides the Lions. I kind of hope that it, it, it winds up working out with the Ravens, just because I think it's cool when, when guys go into the league with one team, become superstars, and then become synonymous with that team for almost a decade-long career. And it seems like he has... He's really found a good home in Baltimore. The community seems to love him. He seems to love the community. It's a lot like what happened when he came here to Louisville. I'd like it to work out. I think it'd be it'd be cool to see that story, which began with him, you know, coming out and saying, you know, the 29 teams that passed on me, I'm gonna make them all pay. We're gonna win a Super Bowl in Baltimore. It'd be cool for that story to end with him doing exactly what he said on draft night. Yeah, but that story only ends that way for guys like John Elway, and those are it's very, rare. I mean, it's it's rare in any professional sport, but it is extremely rare. I can't think of. I mean, like Jim Brown maybe retiring because he's early. I mean, Joe Namath played with the Ra- with the Raiders. I mean, the, well, the Rams currently. You, you I mean, got him going. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you can. Since, I mean, he's likely going to end somewhere else. I mean, far left Packers, even though he wasn't even originally a Packer. I mean, Brady gone. I mean, it's yeah. The list goes on and on. It's very very. I just meant for a bulk of his career. Yeah, I'm not saying he won't go somewhere else at the end of his career to be a backup or one last shot with a lower level team. But I like to see him give like have a nice second run. With the Ravens. The only reason I don't want to is I've never, like, this is, I like Harbaugh because of his tenure with the Eagles, the special teams coach, was a huge fan of his, and was disappointed when he was taken from us back then. Our special teams has never been the same. And, uh, you know, we've gone through many coaching changes since then. But, anyway, between him and and liking Lamar, it's been hard because I really just don't want to like Baltimore. I've never really wanted to. I never liked him before this. I mean, I've always looked at Baltimore, and I know this is going to be weird to some young people out there listening. I still see that as a team. I think it was st- the, the stole from the Browns that just ran away from Cleveland like 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 the Colts did from Baltimore originally. And, I mean, I'm not saying Baltimore didn't deserve a team, but 
I mean, granted, it's so weird. All of the dominoes that fell if Jacksonville just not gotten that expansion franchise. Yeah. Like that, because it came out of nowhere when Jacksonville, when they expanded and they were going to do two teams. I mean, I don't know how much you remember all the, the, the chatter and talk back then in the early 90s when that happened, but it was like almost a guarantee it was going to be, it was between three cities. It was Carolina, Baltimore, St. Louis. Like those two of these three are going to get a team. Almost guarantee. It's going to be these two. These and then when it hit me Jacksonville, it was like, what the bleep? <laughs> like, what? And then, of course, that led to Baltimore, Cleveland leaving Baltimore and, and L.A. leaving to St. Louis. I mean, that was the domino effect of, of Jacksonville getting it. Has it been worth it for Jacksonville? No. <laughs> you know, what the hell. I just, I, I don't know. So, I, I want long stories. I kind of would like them to leave just so I could quit being liking Baltimore a little bit. Okay. I, mean, I want to dislike Baltimore again. That's a very personal thing, but that's that's fine. Uh, I tell you what, let's take we've got about ten minutes left here. Let's read them. We'll take some texts and we'll look forward to the the night ahead in college. Basketball. By the way, I did look at the, I did read the text of the uh, the video of the naked guy running. You see that? It's a great video. <laughs> guy has way too le- not enough hair to be me. I promise you. Uh, Texture says, LLS probably makes at least second team All ACC, right? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I had to. I don't. There's, there's some good players. I mean, individually still in ACC, even though the teams are down. I mean, he should be at least third team, right? Just from the scoring alone. I think he'd have a shot at third team. I wouldn't say. I don't think he's gonna make second team. I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Isaiah Wong, Hunter Tyson, the Appleby kid from Wake Forest. Baycott still putting up numbers. He'll still be first or second team, even though he's been. Do they go by positions for first team and second team anymore? No, they just go best players. Tequavian Smith from NC State will be probably first team. Yeah. That's five right there that'll definitely be above Ellis. Um, the. Um, oh, um, it's completely. Uh, Grandpa Silly from Virginia Tech will be up there. Um, you'll probably get love for. Caleb Love is still scoring a bunch of points. Like he'll probably be up there. Uh, Joiner from NC State will get. I mean, else is second technically in scoring. I, I think he has a shot to be third team. I don't yeah. think that he'll be. And hell, he's on a hell of a tear right now. If he ends these last few weeks, these last few games with some gigantic performances, then maybe. I would say I think he's got a real shot to be third team. But I don't think with us being the worst team in the league, it's going to be tough for for any player, to, despite scoring whatever they're scoring to be first or second yeah, 18, team. He's averaging 18 points. Only Applebee's averaging 18.5 just ahead of him. Oh, is he, he's, so he's the second leading scorer in the he's ACC? Second, yeah. In per, oh, wow. Points per game now in terms of total points, he's actually tied with uh, Smith with 506 points. Uh, the Filipowski kid from Duke will also be first or second team that we just played last night. But you're also, I mean, but yeah, but like you mentioned, there's also, you could also say, well, Baycott's averaging 17. He's averaging 11 rebounds. I yeah. Mean, I mean, he, Baycott will be yeah. probably first team all these seasons. Uh, I mean, PJ Hall is averaging 15 with five rebounds and like three assists. Uh, the Flipowski kid's averaging 15 and 10. I mean, yeah, so I think he'll be top yeah, two. I mean, Tyson for, Hunter Tyson for Clemson. But Ellis will be, I agree with you. I think it'd be, it would be a shame if you're, the Ellis doesn't make one of the, at least the third team. I think he has a shot at third team. I think so too. I don't know if it'll happen. He's got a shot. Yeah. Texas, why is the Alabama news not a top headline on the ESPN app? I never bought that ESPN was unfairly giving lots of negative attention and headlines to UofL scandals. I figured we did it to ourselves, but this is murder, and nothing can be found on ESPN. ESPN, ESPN picks and chooses what they wanted to talk about. It's, it, it is like there's, there's, you, you want to know what? Okay, let's let me ask this: Why is it? And I'm not saying it doesn't deserve it, but like, look at the uh, like, for example, remember Ray Rice situation? Uh-huh. When the video came out, ESPN was all over, and and I get that. Meanwhile, they have a contract with UFC. Dana White's on video punching a girl in a club, and ESPN looked at, looked the other way like they were Colonel Click. 
Like they they wouldn't mention a word about that. Now why would that be of curiosity? Yeah, it's there's <laughs> the the Louisville stuff. Like I do, I, I know clearly we're jaded. We like we're not objective when it comes to this. But I did think it was ridiculous how like every time any new development came from the same story, they'd run it as breaking news across the bottom line as if it oh was yeah. New. And so it's like, well, which scandal is this? I'm like, there are only two scandals. Um, like, like the whole thing was just silly. And to not even have this be on the the app is that seems ridiculous. Again, ESPN is just a. Uh, there's a reason why I have I've faded away from ESPN for years. Kind of like the Fox News of sports broadcasting. Texas says, were we ever in on Filipowski in recruiting? His brother graduated from U of L in 17 or 18. I worked with him and had a few classes with him while we were while I was an undergrad. We were. We were. Didn't remember. At one point in time, we were. I remember him saying that like we were one of the schools recruiting him the heaviest. But when Duke got involved, it was kind of a, a done deal there. Texas says, if we can win the next two. Can we win one or two in the ACC tournament, or will we still be the worst seed? I mean, we we match up with Florida State or Boston College. We clearly have a shot at winning a game in the ACC tournament. I think we can win one or two games in the ACC tournament. I, well, who would be our second matchup, maybe? Probably depends. If we're the 15, it'll be the 7 or the 10. I mean, it, it, I guess it would be be just the, the 10. Because 11 plays – no, take me. We would 10 in the first game. So it would be the 7 seed in the second round, which will be tougher. If we're the 13 or the 12, we'd play the five seed, which would be very tough because that's going to be a good team. Because okay, the five team would be right now currently NC State Duke or tied at five. Yeah, we, it, it would be tough. To Who's who? Did you say seven? Seven. Would Seven's Wake for Syracuse. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. it's in a weird. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be the worst team in the conference, but I'd rather be the 15 playing Boston College on day one and then getting Syracuse or Wake. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not. I think NC State. We we, we played. They we didn't outscore us. Syracuse be the better matchup, obviously. But we can the way we're playing right now, we can win a game. Yes. Potentially too. I mean, Boston They're, College won two games last year, I think, and and took went to the quarterfinals and took Miami to overtime in the third day. So it, it can happen. Yeah, Teams they had that off. Cinderella type run last year. I remember that. Texas says maybe the banner curse was just for home games. He's exactly right. <laughs> Texas, the more that I listen to Trevor, the more that I think he's like Frank Costanza. The last thing that reminded me of it was when TK was talking about figuring out what to stream the next day. Exactly what Frank would do in the streaming era now that TV guys are outdated. Also, if the hills are a rockin', don't go a knockin'. <laughs> I never, I never had TV guide. It's a compliment. Yeah, I, I'll take yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Takes this fun fact: what that Duke student section did is against the law in the state of North Carolina. I, I've been saying for years the crazies should just be in jail. Period. So now what, it's like catfishing and exposing it, impersonating. Oh, no. I guess yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. You're you're impersonating a person that should be against the law. Texas, at this point in the season, I don't see why the guys who aren't showing fight, a.k.a. Curry, are still even being played at all. Side note, when I hear the swing uh, big band music, it only reminds me of the SNL family band skit with John Mulaney now. I don't remember that skit. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, Texas says, give the guy a break. It's great weather today. Anyone who saw it, hey, wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> the guy running naked on 65. Texas says, the bees love the Trevor Beard. <laughs> they do. They do. Ladies, ladies love the beard. They do. Texas, did y'all mention that the gun was the gun used was the stars? Yes. We yes. Did. He didn't just give him a ride to and from. He gave him the gun to use as well. Tune in until late that I'm so I'm not sure. No, yes. he, well, he didn't give him a ride there. He, I guess he met him there. He met them there. Brought the he brought the gun. He brought the ammo. He supplied the vehicle. Like <laughs> and wrong place, wrong time. I, you say it out loud. You're like, how the hell is he not charged with something? Texas, I'm not sure if you read Pete Thamel's ESPN Plus article yet regarding the Pac-12 media rights deal. 
but he mentioned that half the teams in the ACC are trying to break away because their TV contract is so bad. It, it needs to get restructured. ESPN has said a couple of times they want – like the ESPN, ESPN wants to keep the ACC intact because when football ends – basketball is kind of their baby and I know it doesn't pull in great ratings compared to football certainly wow. but the ACC has been their cash cow for years and they want to keep North Carolina Duke together they want to keep the band so they're going to restructure that deal the question is if it becomes lucrative enough for some of these schools that are, are looking for uh, in any port in the storm situation to want to stay home and see this thing through uh, Texas I tried to ask the other day if TK used to work with John Renshaw, my buddy's dad owned BJ's in the South End and told me John Renshaw was wild. Oh, yeah. You did. I've, I've done remotes at BJ's with uh, John Renshaw. Texas UK grad, high up at ESPN. You can't tell me that he didn't have a lot to do with Louisville bad news constantly scrolling on the screen. Well, that was always the word. that he was The guy that was in control of the scroll was a UK guy. And whether that was true or not, it certainly seemed likely based on the way that they treated us. Texas, the Alabama story is the second headline on the app now. There you go. That's better. Uh, it is. Somebody sent in a, another person sent in a screenshot. The top headlines are sources: Hawks fire coach McMillan in third season, and second, police tied star provided gun used in shooting. So there you go. <laughs> That's better. Poor Nate McMillan. <laughs> Worse than murder. Nate McMillan. That's they, the lesson. They here. did hire him. I mean. <laughs> That's the lesson here. Uh, tonight in college hoops, we got a, a, a handful. Actually, a decent amount of top 25. First of all, what's on the big X tonight? Do we have Indiana? Yeah, you. 8 o'clock. Uh, don't ask me. Michigan State. It's a big game. Michigan State, yes. Big game for them on the road, taking on Michigan State. 8 o'clock pregame, 9 o'clock tip-off. And ESPN has the TV coverage there. Who are you liking that game? Michigan State's a three-point home favorite. I like Indiana. Straight up? Uh, yeah. What You said Michigan State's giving points? Michigan State's a three-point favorite. Mich- oh, it's at Michigan State. Though. Indiana has struggled on the road. Um, I'm still going to take IU to – yeah, I'm going to take IU straight up. Give me Sparty. Sparty wins. Slight cover. They take by four. I still like, I'm still big on Indiana. I'm a little worried because Indiana does struggle on the road. They play much different on the road than they do at home. This is coming. There's no point. There's no shame in losing if you're a Big 12, Big 10 team to losing to a good team on the road. Plus, Michigan State needs to win a little bit more than IU. They're on the, like, the bubble looking out, aren't or look, out they, looking in right now. They need this one. Uh, top 15 matchup at 7 o'clock on ESPN2. Number nine, Baylor on the road taking on number 14, Kansas State. Mm. Baylor is a one and a half point road favorite. Two teams that cost me money on Saturday. Sorry. Um, I bet against Kansas State, took Iowa State, and I took Baylor. Um, you said it's at K-State? It is. What was the line again? Baylor by one and a half. So I'll take K-State straight up. I'm going against myself here. I was just talking about road games. I think Baylor's playing really, really well. And Kansas State's kind of— They're just going to be about 15 against Kansas or 20 against Kansas. Kansas is maybe the best team in the country. I'm not faulting Baylor. I mean, that's the, that was their first loss in three weeks. I think they went on the road, straight up. I guess they played well in spite of losing by 20 on the road. I feel like I've heard this conversation before. Yeah, I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit different when you're a top 10 team. Uh, K-State's come back down to earth a little bit in recent weeks. I, they I, just beat Iowa State. They've come down. They, I don't care. They've come back Iowa down State's to earth. a good team. They lost. They had lost two in a row before that. They've lost four of their last five. Yeah, but who were the losses? Like Kansas and who else? And they beat, Iowa State can't beat anybody on the road. Well, that's possible. Yeah, they, they, they've... They lost to Oklahoma. They lost to Texas Tech. They lost to Texas. They lost to Kansas. They're not. They're getting blown out. They're not good. They're they're, they're struggling a little bit. Point is, take Baylor tonight and the points. Look how quickly you turned on K State's coach. I like Jerome Tang. He's a, no, you you. He's you, done an unbelievable job. You've just you, you're giving up on Tang already. He's won 20 games already. He's done. He deserves Coach of the Year in Big 12 for that alone. But I'll they've nev- they're not as good as they. I will. Are. They're I will, not top 10. I will guys. never give up and will always love Tang. Last game, we, Tennessee's on the road taking on Texas A&M. A&M's a two point favorite. Tennessee's tanking. I, I'm, I'm off Tennessee. They 
The defense is great. The offense, they can't. You're not going to win a national title if you can't score. They so, cannot score. Yeah, this is the first time a Rick Barnes team has not had the number of Calipari. They are woefully bad on offense. A&M wins tonight. And then last game, Marquette, number 10 in the country, on the road taking on Creighton, who's number 19. Creighton is a five-and-a-half point favorite. TK, who you got? I'm going to go with Marquette. Say like Creighton wins, Marquette comes. I've watched very little Big East basketball this year. Oh, it's insanely competitive. I know, and I need to watch. I, I, it sucks because you – I have no excuse because it's always on like Fox Sports, like the uh, FS1. Yeah, it's, it, you you get options on it, but I just I, I'm not. I think it's so far down my dial. By the time I get down to it, I've found something else to watch, which go. is another reason why I always dismiss Comedy Central because it's like way down the dial too. All right, I'm off to parent-teacher conferences. Should be a good time. Everybody, you want me to go? In, no, I don't. Enjoy the hoops tonight. Have a fantastic Tuesday. We will see you guys tomorrow back here at three o'clock.